let me get this straight. They ripped out your guts and they stuffed them in jars. And then they take out your heart as well. Oh, and you know how they took out your brain? They take a sharp, red-hot poker, stick it up your nose, scramble things about a bit, and then rip it all out through your nostrils. <laughs> Hey, I'm, re- I'm ready to go in. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Day with Films. We don't start off with me spitting Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, welcome everybody back. Hopefully everyone enjoyed what I'm was glad to be one? back. What was the last one? It was uh, sequels, action sequels. You welcome me back or you welcome the audience back? welcome the audience back. back. <laughs> we know you're happy to be here. <laughs> At least we hope you are. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, last yeah. one. <laughs> Uh, so how's everybody been? Good. Uh, good. Yeah. We saw, me and Dave saw a great movie the last week. We saw what's probably going to win the Oscar for Best Picture, which is uh, 1917, which was amazing. Me and Dave were just talking about how mildly ridiculous it is that they got nominated for Best Editing since they have eight cuts in the right. movie. I mean, those eight cuts are important. Right, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah. People, other the editors. Best hour to Oscar ratio. I yeah. worked 10 hours for that Oscar. Yeah. How many did you work for? Yeah. yeah. John Williams. Yeah. I spent 300 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it'll win, uh, but I don't think it'll win for the editing, but it'll win for Best Picture probably. It was amazing. I loved What's it. I mean, the uh, editing was so good. part of the movie. It was. So, How, what were your thoughts on the movie? You loved it. I loved it. Uh, I love any war movie. So, yeah. As soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, I'm oh, not, Dave's gonna love this. You don't have to like, but they did go me much. well and beyond. I mean, with yeah, the level of we saw two. I mean, the sea, well, uncut gems, and then that like two intense movies in like one week. I mean, those are some anxiety filled flicks. Both those movies. I gotta tell you a funny story about uncut gems. So Paul texted me the other day that Sandler didn't get nominated for the the for whole the Oscar. movie didn't get anything. That's yeah, that's it, it's really fucked up. When you see it, you'll you'll you saw it? you'll be pissed. No, I didn't. Okay. Um, when you do see it, you'll be pissed along with us. <laughs> but he sent me a text and he said Adam Sandler just you know just got robbed and like this was. Uh, uh, Kathy Bates' response yeah. to it. Da, 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 da. So I just saw the beginning of the text because I was doing something, and all I saw was Adam Sandler just got robbed. And so I was talking to somebody, and I I'm didn't like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? But I was talking to somebody, and I go, damn, holy shit, somebody just robbed Adam Sandler. And we were like having a conversation about how he just got See fucking mugged. See how you mugged. sparked <laughs> <laughs> I, I, And, and so, this is why you don't read half Yeah, and well. so then later on I go and I look at the text and I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Paul and I really enjoy playing this video game called Conflict uh-huh. together. It's mm-hmm. a squad game with two players. You control another guy. It's very interactive. Uh-huh. He sent me a text one time. He's like, yeah, Friday will be better. Just stop by and we'll shoot some stuff. I was, like, I was like, that text could turn up in court. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 1917. Yeah, oh, it was amazing, dude. It was the action with it, and then it went from one thing after another. And it was only like two cuts that I could see, and they were still really well done. I saw four or five, but um, it was hidden in the dark. Yeah, it is hidden in the dark. And if it was me, like it was probably with Sam Mendes or uh, Roger Deakins who did the cinematography. I mean, cinematography, it's got that one in spades. There's uh-huh. no fucking way it's going to lose cinematography. Uh-huh. Uh, editing's a little interesting. Uh, since there's, there's movies out there that have fucking thousands upon thousands of edits in there. And but it isn't the quantity. Yeah. It's the quality. Yeah, well, well, that's true. You tell that to people getting angry at you online. Well, <laughs> hey, if they had found an easier way to make it look better, <laughs> right? they should have done it, right? So, yeah, go check it out because it's probably going to win Best Oscar and it's completely worth seeing several times in the theater. Yeah, you right. saw a movie. Yeah, so. Which I've been wanting to see, the one you saw. So, I was going to go and see Knives Out. Yeah. Um, but also like, great. Yeah, yeah. but. But and, that's and, like. 
coming out on. Well, and I think it's probably going to leave the theater oh, like yeah, yeah, this yeah. week. Um, but I just couldn't get the time right, you know. And so Parasite was like where I needed you see it, it to at be. The Newbury Road Theater. I did. How how is it there? Yeah, it's just reserved seating. Nothing it's else just reserved seating, but it's just regular seats. Oh, okay. Like they didn't even put in like. Nice, comfy Why chairs. Why bring those movies there? It pisses me off. Yeah. Which so, theater? Oh, Newbury, the Newbury, Newbury one. one. Yeah. I won't go to a movie theater. Yeah. Um, it'll update. They yeah. just. I don't mind the the one there's uh, Wind Meadows just because at least they have the seats. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so the thing was is I thought this was supposed to be like some kind of like horror movie. Thriller, the horror grunge. movie. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, Balls out, yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> I just kind of figured like, okay, well, I'll just go check this out. It was like, long. It was dude, like 2.15 Yeah, it was 2.12. Yeah. Um, That's pretty long for a so, so-called horror movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, I won't... The only real, like, spoiler about the movie is the ending of the movie. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And so, this is what happened. Yeah, and so at the end... Um, yeah, we've, we've seen the trailer. I mean, we so basically what it is, is um, it's about this family in Korea, and they're, like, very poor, like many of the people there are. And one of them gets a job tutoring this girl in English mm. for this very rich family. Yeah, and he doesn't know shit. Well, he knows. Or he's going in there under false pretenses. Right, yeah. He has somebody, like, forge some documents for him. And so what he does is basically they start implanting the family to take over people's roles as, like, the the maid, as the driver, as, you know, like, the just certain roles in Mm -hmm. the household, you know, um, because these people pay really, really well. So, like, in the beginning, they're literally struggling to eat. And then within, like, 30 minutes, they're, like, at an all-you-can-eat buffet with, like, huge plates, you know. Um, and oh, like, I get the parasite type of uh, right, yeah. you know, and then so it just like there's 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 really deep aspects to the movie. Like, yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to like it. It's on Obama's it, favorite. It's on movie the list. foreign film. It's up, up for, for the best Oscar. picture. I think it'll probably it's win up for best picture, best, and oh, wow. it's up for best. I'm sure it'll win. It won't best win for foreign. best picture, yeah. but it will win foreign, best foreign. Yeah. It's already won best foreign. Um, Gold and Gold. it's it's good, and it's like yeah, I, it, I hear it's really good. Yeah, no, I, I, it's it's just it's, it's like super close to coming out. I think you can rent it now. Really? Yeah, I, yeah. I think you have to. No, I think you can own it now and rent it in like two weeks. Uh-huh. Hopefully yeah. before the Oscars. Um, definitely worth seeing though. Yeah. Um, and like the ending is pretty like wow, what the fuck, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, cool. go. Go check it out. Well, th- you definitely gotta check out Uncut Gems and uh, yeah, I need to. And uh, 1917, both super worthy of it. I think the only thing really decent that comes out this week is the Bad Boys movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do want to see it, but there's so many other great movies at Oscar time that I can probably uh, hold off on it because there's at least. I mean, there's. Ford versus Ferrari is about to leave the theater, and we're going to uh, miss it. And mm-hmm. I know that's going to win a whole bunch of stuff, too. So. <laughs> the headline I saw for Bad Boys was, the Bad Boys movie was a bad movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, well, everybody you knows it's going to be bad. you got to know your audience, too. That might not have been their audience, given yeah. that review, too. So mm-hmm. Why is the New York Times reviewing Bad Boys? Anyway. <laughs> well, we know Joaquin's going to win, and we know uh, it's almost a given that the uh, – that Icelandic girl who did the score won golden, best Golden Globe for that score for Joker. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's up again for the Oscars. And who else's score is up for the Oscars? That's a good question. 1917, I think, is one yeah. of them. Um, Which it must be good because I didn't remember it. Little Women's up for everything except for Greta getting the director nod, which is super surprising to me because uh, you can't add another female director three, to the goddamn director. I don't list. understand how you can have three 
three actresses nominated for Little Women and then not have the director nominated. I mean, it's obviously something good going on there. Yeah, he's um, like, I got the, I got them. I hear good give stuff. Give that performance. I hear good stuff about it too. I hear they modernized it enough where it's very tolerable for everybody. <laughs> Is that a mild? That's, that's his mild way of putting dudes can watch this movie. Yeah, right. Well, it's a Little Women. I mean, yeah. if you know the story. I mean, it's not anything like super, super uh, interesting. What's uh, the one when they were all hairdressers? That might have been it. I don't know. No. <laughs> oh, you mean like Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you got there? Is this director? Yeah, well, score. Score. Okay. Um, so you got Star Wars, 1917, Joker, Little Women, and Marriage Story. Yeah, it's going to go to Star Wars. We'll always to have Joker. to get the nod for the score. Who's like, this? We know the damn score. I know, by right? Now, yeah. And we know <laughs> the, the song. Oh, Star, Star Wars. Wars? Yeah. At, that would be an honorary one because I think that's his last Star Wars movie. I think they said he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. John Williams? Yeah, that would be an honorary award. Be They're going to give it to the Joker because there's they fucked up the director thing, first of all, and I can't even name another female composer. I She might be the very first. I'd be surprised if there's another female composer that's ever been nominated. Uh, and she's got a crazy name, that uh, Icelandic name that I won't even try. <laughs> they have sort of a diversity problem if you haven't been oh, yeah, yeah. reading they, the they really headlines. Have. and they, you throw... can't, they can't add a director to the list. You get to choose how many people are in the category. It's not like there's five yeah. and sorry, you were six. And and it couldn't be on there. Put, it's put like the there. best pitcher. I think they have nine on there. Why nine? Why not ten? Come on. You can't throw another one on there. <laughs> <laughs> odd, odd numbers bother Paul unless yeah, it's fives. And my cousin's a reverse. <laughs> he loves odd numbers. So every time I buy something from a store, he adds like a fucking one note or something. I said, like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hilarious when they try and pronounce her oh, name. Oh, God, they're going to fuck it up. Let me try. It's, it's Let me try. You have to say every letter in an Icelandic. Okay, let's give it a shot. A shot. Hildur Gwandetartur. <laughs> that sounds like kind of what it might be. <laughs> Hilda. We'll just call her Hilda. Yeah. It, 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 exactly. You, you don't even recognize that it's a name because yeah, it, it just looks does. like emojis. <laughs> Icelandic's hard, man. People there do not want even to try it. But it's hard when it's people's last name. I mean, names, Hilda you know? is her first name. Yeah, that's yeah. what you would have to just call her is Hilda. Gwandetartur. Dortier. Guanadortier. Hilda Guanadortier. Maybe. Hilda Guanadortier. Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't want you to do that. Why not either? <laughs> like, are you doing this for me? Mushy, 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 I'm going to rail this back in. <laughs> We're doing the Muppets today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for that, too, if we wanted to do yeah. that. <laughs> I don't I think totally I would contribute. I could contribute individual Just characters. Just watched yeah, Straight Muppet Caper recently, so... <laughs> uh, no, we are going to do remakes. Yeah. And, and remakes, the, complete remakes, not new stories told in the same yeah, universe. Yeah, not like a universe. I don't think so. Not mm-hmm. any of mine. Uh, mine have a straight up companion. Yeah, these piece. are straight up uh, remakes. And some of them, the ones have been remade a couple times. My, I have like one that's been remade five times. You have one that's been remade like three times at really? least. Uh, okay. <clears throat> it's the one I think all of mine only have one remake. Cool. Yeah. And remakes sometimes get a bad name, you know, especially people don't want you fucking with their like original idea. I was like, if you could do it well, I have no problem with it. That's why everyone should be remaking like originally bad films. Right. You, know, you yeah. shouldn't be remaking good yeah. films. <laughs> what? And I was thinking about this the other day. People of the movies we watched, they all have their companion piece. I'll give you an idea. There's 1932, then the next remake was 96. Then 77 and 06, 56, 91. Yeah, I have our dates on ours. I'm sorry, what if, I didn't go, I didn't uh, go through yours. No, mine, what if, like, if you're a guy that watched the original, yeah. I wonder how you feel about the remake. Yeah. Because I know my, like, when they say, we're, oh, we're going to remake uh, Big Trouble in Little China, I'm like, do we really need to? But yeah. 
then again, the oh, new kids are going to love to pull a gun in my head. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we really need to? But there's going there's kids now that they don't want to see that old one. They yeah. they think it's ridiculous. They think that flying orb at the end coming through the air looks like the silliest thing in the world. When we thought it was the greatest thing ever when we first saw it. Yeah. It. I totally, if I was going to do a remake, I would be in my mind going, what was a good concept about it was bad because of A, B, C, and D? Gotta go in. And yep, well, no, a lot of people love that, though. I didn't. Uh, I, w- I would totally. A lot of people No, I would, I would totally get it like a complete train wreck that had a good concept with it. And then you just make that Shakes the clown. Uh, version better. Because no matter what you do, it's going to be better. You know, and that's one of those situations. I've gone into stuff. Even going into the last, uh, I, it's weird saying this because I just bought the Last Jedi yesterday at Redbox for three ninety nine. The Blu-ray. Oh wow! They're selling it there, uh, and I want them all. And I, I didn't completely hate the Last Jedi, but you know, going into the Rise of Skywalker, it's gonna be better than that last one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's what everyone was feeling when they went in there. So no matter how you felt about it, you liked it better than Rise uh, of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker was that any? I saw it. What, what was wrong that, with it? You, you saw that one? I think I don't think you saw it. I don't think I saw. I don't think I've seen it since the theater. Okay. So I don't think you saw. Maybe I didn't. Uh, that's, that's the, the most one. recent one. Yeah. Did you see Princess Leia floating in space? And I did not. <laughs> okay, then you didn't. And you didn't see it. I knew I didn't see the recent one, but the one the be- recent one was the good. one before it. Yeah. The recent one. The one good. before it was done by Ryan Johnson, which is a weird thing that he that it wasn't good because he's the Looper guy, he's the guy who did Knives Out, and he's mm. gonna get he's nominated for a whole bunch of things with Knives Out, and it's not like some people didn't like Rise of Skywalker, um, Last Jedi. There were certain things in it that I really enjoyed. I just thought there were like there were there was probably a half hour that could be completely taken out, and then there was another. 15 or 20 minutes where he completely changed the story and it was going to be very hard to fix what he did mm. or just decisions of uh how uh how leia could have gone out and then yeah. didn't go out like with laura dern like saving the entire fucking fleet have you seen uh last jedi uh the newest one no not the newest one, one the one before, before that yeah, 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 yeah the one where leia uh is in the fucking yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. space yeah well do you remember when laura dern is the only one in the ship and she's got to fucking yeah. do it why would you not make that leia yeah, You're trying know, to get Leia out of the yeah. fucking story. Yeah, exactly. And she could save the entire galaxy. Yeah. And they didn't yeah. decide to do it. No, I, I thought the same thing when, when the, I saw the that. And the stuff with the, uh, the that Asian girl that gets a lot of shit. People give the actress a lot of shit, and they absolutely shouldn't because she's really good. But the storyline for that Asian girl and her sister and the, all the scene where they go to like the casino and everything, mm-hmm. that did not need to be there. Well. It brought the whole story down. It was bad. So you're yeah. bringing the whole stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but remakes, I mean, well that's the thing and those aren't those aren't quite remakes, but it's still you're still kind of one-upping the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, I read yeah. a good article the other day that said the Star Wars universe should go away like dot 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 for a while. <laughs> <laughs> for a long, and it's, long no, time. No, just for a little while. Yeah, that's yeah. not the problem though and it's not the Star Wars universe that needs to go away. That storyline needs to fucking go away. Luke Skywalker yeah. and yeah. all that Forget needs it. to go away. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Even Yoda they're really pressing it with Baby Yoda but that is a good uh, show. Yeah. So that but so it like, shows that you could take elements and there's like 20 stories there that they could do the they just haven't done yet i think everything on my remake list though that except for maybe now there's like two on here that i don't like as much as the original but there's like three on here that i think i like more than the original you probably got a bunch that are better than the original see there's except for one there's three on my list that I didn't even know were remakes <laughs> when I saw them. Really? You know what I mean? Like, I had no it's clue. Like, Sweet, it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then cool. <laughs> yeah, right? All right, well, why don't you start us off? All right, so we'll start with one of those. Um, <laughs> and that was Ocean's Eleven. 
Oh, yeah. The yeah. original was Frank Sinatra, yeah. uh, Sammy Davis Jr., Rat Pack. Dean Martin, the Rat yeah. Pack. Yeah. And, and it, it was, was good. I own it. It was, it was decent. It wasn't, it as, wasn't good. as good as the original. Uh-huh. It wasn't as good as a remake. Uh-huh. That was definitely one of those cases. Yeah. So, to name a few, you got George Clooney, Brad <laughs> no Pitt. No one starred this movie. Yeah, no right? One, they, the acting budget was like nothing. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, dude. Matt Damon, Julia Roberts, Don Cheadle, Andy Garcia, uh, Bernie Mac, Elliot Gould, Casey okay. Affleck, Carl Reiner, Scott Kahn. Uh, They're like um, all eating people. That's James that Conn's. That's James Conn's son. Oh, Conn. Okay, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he totally. Yeah, does he does look, look like, like him too. Now. Yeah, that's crazy. Is um, he the one that did the Hawaii Five O? Yeah, he's in Hawaii Five O. Okay. Um, and I mean, this is a heist movie. Yeah, Sodenberg. Uh, Steven Sodenberg did this movie, and okay. it was uh, really one of his better ones. Um. So it's. I mean. So George Clooney and Matt Damon are kind of like the lead roles in this. Mm-hmm. Um. What's her name? Uh, Julia Roberts is George Clooney's love interest, um, but they aren't together anymore. They used to be together, but now she's with Andy Garcia. And she didn't want to be with him anymore because, like, he's a con man and everything like that. Um, And so Andy Garcia is the, I think he's the owner of, like, the Bellagio Mm -hmm. in in Vegas. Um, And... Matt Damon and George Clooney like recruit this fucking incredible team. I mean, this of, is a formula for any good movie. And it's the yeah. same formula that was followed in like uh, Gone in sixty seconds, mm-hmm. where you just get so many great actors yeah. just to do their individual kind of thing. Almost like uh, what is it? Sneakers. Sneakers is also yep, like know. that. You know, you, uh, you put what's what, the one with Tom Hanks when they were digging the tunnel? Yeah, Lady Killers. Lady, Lady oh, Killers yeah. could even be with yeah. that. You or just the Burbs. Get, uh, like. Yep, you just get. Very unique actors to mm-hmm. play those quirky characters and have them all in a situation like that stuff with Casey Affleck and Scott Conn. It was oh some of the funniest gosh, stuff dude. in the movie, and they, it was the simplest stuff too. Yeah, yeah. You know? they just argue the whole time. Yep, like, and they just had to be there to be a distraction or to get the the little Asian guy in. Yeah, and, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, and so I mean, you know, like pretty much any, in my opinion, great heist movie, it's it's all misdirection. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's all about just misdirection and what you think is going on and what you think is going on is actually not what's going on. And like, um, what's his name? Dude, Carl Reiner. Is, Carl Reiner's great. Dude, he is so fucking Still great. kicking too, Carl Reiner. I know, it's <laughs> insane. Him, it, Mel Brooks, and uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke. What's that? Me- no, his dad. <laughs> Meat, uh, yeah. yeah, Meatball's like, uh, dad. Not Meatball. Yes. What's his name? Uh, Meathead. Meathead. Yeah, Meathead. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his dad. Um, the guy from like uh, summer school. He's, yeah. You're gonna let one lottery win? Uh, <laughs> I know uh, lottery win make you quit your job. I know people have done uh, won more money and uh, left their jobs immediately. They're friggin' morons. Yeah. <laughs> no, I um I know there's two teachers at Santa Fe that won the lottery yeah. and they just keep working Fucking at Santa Fe. Crazy. Um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> I know, right? Like, um, Two million bucks. That's all I need. That's my number. Bank. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mine, that's my number. Um. So yeah, and so like he plays. He plays like the eldest con man, you know, um, but like he also plays like his his con in the movie is to be this like rich foreigner that's like bringing all kinds of money to spend at the casino. But also he has these precious jewels that he wants to be locked in the safe. So it's his job to get Andy Garcia to be able to like, you know, take him back to the to the security room mm. to watch to make sure that everything is going well and like. 
Um, and the way they formulate fun, the plan, man. It's yeah, a lot of fun. dude, it's so much fun. It really like, makes me want to write a screenplay for a like heist movie, but like a low level, like maybe somebody trying to get uh, a blue collar worker trying to get back at his boss or something, and yeah. just getting a lot of people in there and making it a fun movie because it's like the same situations. You know, you come up with this movie, you're like, all right, you get this interesting cast, and you have all these different kind of. Uh, puzzles that they basically have to solve that are interconnected with it and then you make Andy Garcia the asshole that no one wants and everyone wants to see him get screwed over I mean there's nobody that's not rooting for every member of this crew who are committing crimes (laughs) that's the definition of anti-heroes is robbing the casino really a crime (laughs) what they do every day I know right (laughs) and that's what it is I think the average moviegoer really wants to see them get screwed over absolutely it's not like they were robbing it's not like they were robbing the pension fund of the local post office right (laughs) St. Jude's Hospital. (laughs) Ronald McDonald House gets taken down. Fuck those guys. There's your heist movie right there. (laughs) Yeah, that'll do well. Oh, man. Yeah, and I mean, and and honestly, you you can't, like, tell too much about this movie because it's a little spoilery. What's your favorite scene? Oh, favorite scene? (laughs) That ain't a spoiler. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I... Hmm. Favorite scene would probably have to be where um, I want to get his name. The, uh, the Asian guy. Yeah. Yeah. Came out of the box. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, no, that's everybody's that, favorite. I think that's my favorite scene. Ken Ken Shaobo. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. like, I mean, he was pretty amazing, dude. He was fantastic. You know. Um, and and also, I mean, just the heist. You know yeah. what I mean? How the heist goes down. How it like you find out things that were going on that you didn't know were going mm. on, and like, you <laughs> did know. you like the sequels? I did. And um, how I, many were there? There, I was, there was 12 and 13. 12 and 13. Yeah. Then there was the female one, which I heard was good, but I hadn't seen that. I haven't <laughs> seen it. I heard it was decent. Side note, John Mulaney. Yeah. Five years ago or eight years ago, mm-hmm. he was like, he's like, you, did anybody see Ocean's Eleven? He's like, because you couldn't do Ocean's Eleven with women, ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, they would break off in groups of two and talk shit about all the other women. And then and then when I heard it came out, I was like... Maybe that's the storyline of the female Ocean's Eleven. Though. Right, yeah. <laughs> we don't know they don't break off. They, oh, they totally might. Maybe I came late to this universe, yeah. and... I saw it in the theater. I watched yeah. all three oh, really? within a week of each other. Uh-huh. You liked all of them? I liked all of them. I liked the, the one Black Swan actor that was in either 12 or 13 oh uh, the the like gymnast yeah, the, capoeira yeah, guy capoeira yeah. guy yeah he, he they do a scene with You're him talking doing, about the guy from eastern promises yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he does this he's brazilian awesome. thing called capoeira where yeah. it's like a fighting dance he's in that trance too and yeah he is ridiculous i don't know how much of it was him and how much of it i think but it, it looks was, like it was i all think it him. was him no i think i heard that he is a dancer it, yeah. watch just Far from, I'm never gonna say go to this movie, watch this dance scene. Yeah, I know, right? the only, this is the only yeah. time you're ever gonna hear me say that. Footloose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, okay. I uh, well, and I'll tell you my my favorite like scene in that little. <laughs> I was gonna say my favorite dirty dance dancing. Scene. Yeah. I'll tell you my favorite. My dance favorite scene. dancing, <laughs> dirty dancing. Yeah. This is the dance pod now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. What do you um, well, I, and I think it happens in 13 um, where they have to go to a museum, and Julia Roberts. Plays Julia Roberts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's yeah, yeah, not yeah. Julia Roberts. Yeah, like, right. oh, funny. it's so funny, that dude. Funny. They have her come in and everything it's like got that. The big glasses and the floppy. Yeah, American you know. Accent. I'll have to check out uh, the two sequels, but. They're, I mean, they're decent. I think 13 was kind of like, uh, I'm going to yeah. give it to you guys because the rest of the franchise yeah. was so good, but like. Huh, I think you know. you'd probably be disappointed with the, uh, the 1950s or 60s. Well, only because, you know, because I hadn't. So. To me, like if you grew those guys up, were caricatures too, not yeah, really actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With some of the other ones, with the two on on 
my list that I saw when I was younger. They not when they first came out, but like I saw those original versions as a kid. Yeah, yeah. So those always hold up to me. And you that know? But, shows people too that you could like both. You know, right? <laughs> you but, like both. But, and a lot of people think you can't. You know, that's the, why they get angry. Right. Well, and absolutely. But yeah. at the same time, though, like starting with this Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. And then going back, I yeah. probably wouldn't have the same yeah. appreciation yeah, as yeah. you know. Some you gotta like saw all, all classic movies too. You don't have to watch the movie, you know. If yeah. they make, if yeah, they remake a movie yeah. that you like, yeah. you can just pretend it doesn't even yeah. exist. Yeah. <laughs> There's several of those I've done that with. Yeah, I, it's I'm like, not trying hey, to name it. I'm but. glad that's yeah. the last movie they made of it. I'm glad they only made four Indiana Joneses, yeah. right? No, that they're making one now, dude. <laughs> I hate to bust your bubble on that one. <laughs> All right, what do you got for? Uh, oh, right, remake? I'm gonna go back. I don't. What's the date on this one? Uh, you tell me. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it right when I I was a junior in high school. Oh nice. Uh yeah, Desperate Hours. Desperate the great hours. Mickey Rourke. God, I love that. He okay. ruled that landscape in that era. So that was a remake. Yeah, yeah, it was a remake of a Humphrey Bogart movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah, where yep. Humphrey Bogart broke into the house and held the family hostage. No shit. Uh, I always loved this movie. This was during the 90s. They had a really great wave of thriller movies. Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Deceived right. with Goldie Hawn yeah. and Dead Again. And there was a, like a whole shitload of ones that weren't quite horror. That, they were like Parasite. You know, they weren't quite yeah. horror. Yeah. They were thriller type uh, movies that were awesome. And this was right up there. It was Kiss the Girls. Kiss the Girls was, was I think, a little later. later. I think that was 2001, maybe. Or maybe it was, was the it? 90s. I'm watching yeah, that movie right now. It's a great movie. Right now? Yeah. Right now. Dave, Dave, pay attention. We're doing the pod. <laughs> Literally watching this <laughs> yeah. right now. Is that what I, is that what I hear? <laughs> so, Ellen, Bar- Ellen Barkin. Ellen voice. <laughs> Ellen Barkin, uh, Mickey Rourke, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, great. Had Mikey from, uh, from Beverly Hills cop oh jonathan banks i think that's his name yeah the one who uh oh one no you're talking about the guy fridge. you're the talking guy, about the guy the one who got shot in the hallway the guy from state of grace yeah 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 he was also in we're no angels another great remake i think it was him maybe but anyways it was kind of a weird he, the movie started out with mickey work on trial yeah and ellen barkman was kelly his lynch lawyer. was great oh, in this too that's right she was great too and, and not just because she got topless <laughs> partially <laughs> but it helped it helped they uh but Ellen Barkin um, slipped him a handgun, yeah. and then he busted out of <laughs> This was also the period where Ellen jail. Barkin played a criminal in everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you knew she was up to no good. She started out like, oh, it's, she's an attorney. No. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like putting Michael Ironside in yeah. some. My story sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole movie, basically, they... Sh- they uh, they had this great scene in the beginning. I don't know if you remember the opening scene. They I had don't. A, they I had heard, a jaguar. I... They put this jaguar out in the middle of this of nowhere with dirt roads and just told the guy drive as fast as humanly possible, and we're just going to film you from this helicopter. Damn! And it was just this jaguar with the smoke kicking mm-hmm. up, and she was close ups of it going around. Someone was. And she was she was she was she was driving the car. You saw her stash the car, and then it cut to the scene. They broke out of broke him out of the jail. She splits up. And then he goes and just breaks into a house to way out to meet up with her, and it happens to be Anthony Hopkins' house, and who his wife was pretty famous too. Bedelia? <coughs> was it? Oh, Bonnie, Bonnie Bedelia? Bedelia? No, it? no. Let me. Uh, I'll look her up. I, I guarantee you're going to see why I confused her with Bonnie Bedelia. <laughs> but I don't know who Bonnie Bedelia is. Oh, it's not. Because uh, I have. Anne, is it Ann Archer? Ann Archer. It's funny because she's on one of mine. Okay. Uh, she's on mine too. Ooh. And who was the teenage girl? If you're gonna go to that site, keep going. Anyways, and there was, there, 
it was that whole thing. We're we're gonna send you to the bank, and you're gonna get ten thousand dollars. Yeah, and if you come back, we won't kill your family. I, I the neighbor comes works. over, they shoot the neighbor, so they know he's means business. And uh, oh, David Morse, Mimi Rogers, not Anna. Oh, Mimi Rogers. Mimi Rogers. Uh, David Morse. Morse uh, was see. one of the Kelly Lynch. Elias Codius is in this. David Morse. David Shawnee Morse. Smith. She must have been the daughter. Yeah, and she's in one of mine too. She's my number one. Uh, she was nice. great in Becker and in Saw. She was good in Saw. She became like the the killer after a while, yeah. from what I hear. <laughs> All right, continue. I'm with you. Okay, so, I, I mean, I don't need to give you the whole details of the whole movie. Basically, it's just him interacting with the family. Anthony Hopkins trying to get one up on him. At one point, the FBI finds out what's, what's happening, mm. but they have to stay away or they would kill the family. Like, not even, like be out there so they capture ellen barkin and they wire her up and say go, you know go inside and you know get him to leave and yeah. we'll arrest him down the road uh-huh like pretend like you're there and everything worked out perfectly right yeah and so craziness ensues yeah yeah i mean I it's mean, a great hostage movie man it's a good it's, hostage movie. yeah and I, it's directed by so sorry go ahead oh no i was gonna say i wonder if that actually ever really works like i wonder if there's like times that that works and just nobody ever hears about it oh, because yeah. it fucking worked you yeah. know what i mean like, I it probably works a lot in mexico oh yeah oh, for well sure. people just get straight up kidnapped they but, like and i would imagine the mexican police the, are telling them just pay, pay the ransom yeah. 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 i mean the and great thing about us. kidnapping in mexico is they just want your money yeah yeah Oh, but here, they're going to kill the yeah. person after yeah. they get your money. Yeah, and exactly. they're going to kill you yeah. if they have an opportunity. <coughs> oh, sorry. The penalty is too <coughs> severe. Yeah. The director of this was Michael Simeo, too, which makes sense why uh, they got what Mickey he, Rourke. He did a TV show. He did. Uh, no, he's he? only. He was like. He's the guy that I always compare to uh, Hendrix. Okay. Because he comes on and he real strong and then disappears. He did Deer Hunter. Awesome. And then did Year of the Dragon. Awesome. And then did this and a couple more movies, and I think he died real early. And then he's like, "Come out." His career. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the uh, Gene Hackman <laughs> all way. the way out. And speaking of that, I will pick my Gene Hackman <laughs> way out. Uh, because I was telling uh, Christina, I said, "You know what I love about Gene Hackman? He got to a hundred movies, and he said, Peace, I'm out.' And we haven't heard shit from him. No kidding. No Actually, one knows I, where Gene Hackman is I or what really, he's doing. Yeah, I haven't really even noticed he's that he's still been missing because he makes so many great fucking movies yep. that like it's you just... You know what would be great is if he like made like 10 more movies and was just holding them all I'm, until he died yeah. and then released them all at That'd once. That would be crazy. I want to know when his last movie was hmm. because what's the last movie you remember him in? Uh, oh, wow. I mean, uh, The Birdcage. The one Cage? with Will Smith. Yeah, I guess that was after The Birdcage, right? The one Enemy with Will Smith. State. Oh yeah, the, um, that was a really good one. Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, Enemy of the State. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. All right, so my movie here though, and this is 1992, and it's based off of a uh, 1952 uh, movie, which I actually haven't seen. That uh, is Narrow Margin. Hmm. I saw this in the theater. Super excited to see this in the theater, and I loved it. It did not disappoint. It was absolutely under that 92 umbrella of thriller movies too. And all right, let me look up Gene Hackman here just pulled up 100 movies welcome to mooseport the one with ray romano oh, yeah, was his yeah, last yeah, one yeah. but that was 2004 wow so we haven't seen gene hackman 16 years and so and he probably looks really old too i'm kind of glad at this point he's probably like because in welcome to mooseport he looked just like the gene hackman we always know so yeah. I, there's something great about and that was what johnny carson did you know once johnny carson was out he would do a couple interviews G, uh gene wilder i'm pretty sure gene didn't he just recently die or yeah he, yeah 
But he was another person that just disappeared. He would give a uh, phone interview every once in a while. It's the most recent I can find from 2017. Yeah, he looks like Gene Hackman. He looks yeah. old, but he yeah, looks I like mean, Gene. What is it? 2017. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's, I love he's it. probably just enjoying being ah, an old man. I love Gene Hackman. Looks like he's smiling. So he, <laughs> he's <laughs> funny. I just want to drink my wine, <clears throat> yeah, go on my vacations, get, eat good food. Off, uh, live off my uh, French connection yeah. and uh, you ever pick cage your feet? money. You ever yeah. pick your feet and pick your teeth? <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, the thing is, though, is I could also totally see him being little Bill from fucking Unforgiven. Oh, see, I can't. No, no, and like, I'm sure, like, I'm The only sure. reason I can't is because I know the behind-the-scenes stuff on French Connection, and he, he was such a... He hated swearing, mm-hmm. and he hated... And he really fought to not have to uh, swear uh-huh. in uh, French Connection, and he really hated that real guy that was based Popeye. on... Popeye. Yeah, Popeye. You can't play Popeye, Popeye Doyle and not swear, because <laughs> I've seen interviews with Popeye Doyle, and he's a... He's a repeat offender. <laughs> he's a, he's a, a repeat swearing offender. motherfucker. Yeah. All right, let me explain to <laughs> you what's going on Narrow Margin. This was, yeah, one I didn't see the original of, and I should go back and check it out. Uh, all these other ones I have seen the original of. Uh, so this was a fantastic story, So, and it starts right off. So Anna Archer is on a blind date, and she's going out with J.T. Walsh. And they have a uh, disc- uh, they have their meeting over drinks and everything, and he gets a phone call that he takes that he has to go upstairs to his... Um, to his hotel room, and he asked Ann Archer, do you want to come upstairs? He's like, nothing weird or anything like that. I mean, you could stay down here if you want, but i got to go up there. i got to make a phone, uh, talk to somebody, and it'll be uh, over quick. And she's like, yeah, okay, I'll come up. So she goes up. She asks where the bathroom is, and while she's in the bathroom, two guys come into the room, and one of them is, uh, you know, the guy from Scarface, the uh, the cop that, was, uh, mm-hmm. that got shot with Robert Loja. And he's like, I oh, told yeah, him yeah. not to screw you over. <laughs> and uh, he got shot in the uh, stomach. Well, he comes in with this other kind of menacing guy, and he sits down, and he has a discussion opposite uh, J.T. Walsh. And you realize that J.T. Walsh has stolen money from this guy. And Ann Archer gets out of the bathroom and hears him talking to something and just kind of peers around the corner and everything. And uh, he orders the other guy. He says, I'm not going to hurt you. Don't worry about it. And he turns to the to his guy and then turns back to J.T. Walsh and says, hey, I lied. And then the other guy takes his gun out, <laughs> shoots him right in the head, Ann Archer puts her hand over her mouth, but keeps silent and hides behind the door. So Ann Archer's seen all this shit. And apparently the... She saw their faces? Uh, she saw their I've faces. I've seen this movie, I just don't remember. Yeah, saw their faces and everything. And <clears throat> she tells a girlfriend, she goes and hides in the woods and tells her girlfriend about her. Her girlfriend tells the cops. The cops tell the district attorney, which is Gene Hackman. And Gene Hackman's like... He's going out there with M. Emmett Walsh. They take a helicopter out there, and they were like, this guy that did this, he's a big mob boss, and he's you got to come back and testify, or you're going to be on the run for the rest of your life. Mm. And she's like, I don't want to do it. And all of a sudden, boom, bullets come flying through there, and all, M. Emmett Walsh gets killed. What? Yeah. And it starts right off from he that point. He hates these kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was payback for that shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> if someone didn't scream that at him while yeah. they were making this what? movie. Who's <laughs> the guy that was the gas station owner? Jackie was- Mason. He was. It was him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It would be great. Uh, Who it was, though, was Doogie Howser's dad. Who uh, Daddy Hauser? Yeah, Daddy Hauser was great, and he had a full beard in this movie. And I always thought he looked awesome. He had. Give me another movie to relate to this guy. (sighs) I don't know. He's Doogie Howser's yeah, dad. Yeah, all I know of him is Doogie Howser's dad. He has been oh, some other stuff, too. I'm starting to see his He had face. a full beard. He wore, like, a white suit with white cowboy boots in this movie. That's so, so anyways, tacky. they get they jump onto the ground, and they crawl out the, the window, and they get into her, like, Bronco, and they're taking it down the fucking mountain, and the heli- they get back in the helicopter. They're getting shot at. They end up 
going into this train station and they get on a train. So the rest of the movie, like three-fourths of the movie, is on the train. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting that once they get on the train, he gets her in the compartment and he has to leave. So they know that they don't know who she is, but they know who he is. Mm -hmm. And it's like this cat and mouse who's going to get hidden. And there's also plants on the uh, train that get on uh, periodically. So you know Doogie Howser's dad has these uh, people working with him and you don't know who it is and you know how uh, much they'll go to kill this woman. So he's trying to keep her hidden. And there's this great scene where they see him talking to this other girl who's been flirting with him the whole movie. And they finally see him with her and they were like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get this poor girl shot mm. <laughs> because they think this is Ann Archer because they saw me talking to her. So now he's got to keep her hidden and everything. And it, it's exciting as shit. At one point, I won't spoil it, uh, but towards the end, there's one point where they have to get on top of that train. And there's a great, great, amazing sequence, probably one of the best. Somebody uh, get decapitated by a tunnel. I'm not telling you nothing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of, I'll tell you one of the best sort of the whole reason for having a chase on the top right. of the train, really. So, so it does happen. Yeah. Yes. And, and I want to tell you the, the line that Gene Hackman says, right? Uh, it's somebody pointing a gun at uh, at him with their back turned of course. the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gene Hackman's like, you know what I like about you? You're tall. Yeah. <laughs> and then ducks his head. <laughs> but there is a stunt on the top of that train that rivals anything that James Bond ever did. There's wow. a great scene or Tom where... Uh, yeah, this is a great scene. I mean, this train is going like it looks like it's going like 80, 90 miles an hour. And the stuntmen, one of them is grabbed onto, they're both on the top of the train. One's grabbed around the other one's waist. And then they're slipping towards the side. So some of them, one grabs the, the rail that just hangs on the side of it. And they both fall off at the same time. And that guy at the top is able to hold on with that guy holding on to his waist. Oh, wow. Through the through the fall. And the fall looked violent. It was like, boom! They yeah. hit the side of it and they kept hanging they on and everything. And I was strapped down I rewound together. it like twice to show uh, show Christina. I was like, this is just an amazing stunt right here. Yeah. So, yeah. I love Narrow Margin. Like I said, in the 90s, I, was, I went to all those thriller movies that came out. And this was a, a big one. Especially with Gene Hackman. He was a money grabber, you know? I mean, you got Gene Hackman, the movie people would go see it. Yeah. Yeah. You would get the full spectrum of audience too, because there's a lot of people. Oh yeah, that remember old school him guys from, from school. French Connection, and then yeah. the young school guys that just like him in those uh, those later movies he was doing. So cool. Hell yeah. Um, so this next one, Paul and I had to rock paper scissors best two out of three to see oh, who was going to be oh, able to really? get it on the. You won. He, he is won. full of shit. <laughs> 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 he didn't win, so you say he didn't win. <laughs> so this is two thousand. You, you can help me here. <laughs> get Carter. <laughs> You can't help because you haven't seen the uh, I, yeah the remake. But you talking, haven't seen the he, he's talking obviously the remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've Stallone. never. I still haven't seen the original. Yeah. Um, the but, original was awesome. But oh, Michael so Caine good. is in yeah, yeah, yeah. this one. Um, I, he does that a lot though. I think he just wants to be connected because he was in Sleuth and Sleuth mm-hmm. wasn't that good. And he, I think he almost is always a part of a remake, and a lot of his stuff gets remade. It's for the money. Oh, for yeah, the, for I'm the sure cheddar. That's what it is. To me, though, the main two characters of this movie are Sylvester Stallone and Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Um, Double and, Mickey Rourke, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, he did a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Until oh, yeah. he busted his face up. Yeah. Well, and this was this was after that. This was... Yeah, Barfly, um, after Barfly, I think he was when he was doing that. Yeah, this is when he, like... I think this is when he kind of kicked, you know, started up on the roids. Now, of course, when he Wrestler, did, when did Wrestler come out compared to this? Oh, a uh, long time ago. Wrestler was This was, was 2000. Like, Wrestler was, like, probably 2015, 2013. No, what? 2010, maybe. 2010. Yeah, I would, I would say 2010, maybe the Wrestler came out. 2008? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Where did the last 12 years 20, go? 2019, <laughs> I think it was. 
Um, yeah, and so now I know in the original, Michael Caine's like niece or something like that, mm. right? Is the is the main kind of catalyst for things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and well, so, his brother really is the main catalyst. Yeah. But then when he gets when he gets back into town, he realizes his niece has been put through something. Okay, all right. So then, so it. then it is similar to this. It, oh yeah, I, I would imagine they. Uh, uh, I only saw it the one time in the theater, and I did not like it at all. M- mainly because I can watch a remake, but it needs to have somewhat of a uh, appealing quality to me. That of uh, bringing your or own they made thing this to it. better, or yeah. they changed this, or uh-huh. they did that. Bring something to it. And Added the, value. The best thing about that original one was, and it's probably my favorite thing with movies, and it's so important. It's one of those elements that people overlook is tone. Mm-hmm. You know, that original had such a great tone to it. It just had that '70s vibe. It had that '70s free love kind of British uh, kind of quality to it and it had the it had like a protagonist that did not look like Stallone you know well I, I mean I, you I, don't, I, I know kid you know what I, gonna kick some shit yeah it's not as exciting as when Michael tell Payne me does if, it. tell me if this was the same element when he came back to town mm-hmm. everybody in this town was afraid of him yeah. Michael Caine a little bit mm-hmm. like even when they went to pick him up and they're they, like you gotta come with me man and they all look guilty of something yeah, right, they, yeah. they just it, they were the under element and you could tell he wasn't allowed to be back there but they had enough respect for him to know you can't just run up and shoot him in the street right yeah. I can also appreciate I, it's not the fact that they tried to remake it too because I could see a lot of people not liking that old uh, Michael Caine version I mm-hmm. mean it's very stylistic and uh, tonal for that era and everything and if you're like a kid I mean, yeah. you're gonna want we'll to watch him something tell, a little tell bit. Tell me, yeah. well, and so this one. one, this one was like pretty action packed, like as far as like car chases yeah. and fight scenes and stuff like that. Like those were some of my favorite. I'm, scenes. I'm gonna watch it. I think. Mm. Did you see it? Yeah, I didn't like it. You didn't like it. Uh, I, I, I mean, who was the star of it? Uh, Stallone. Yeah, Stallone. It was Stallone and Mickey okay. Rourke and uh, Michael Caine, Alan Cummings. Um, I might watch it. I mean, I wouldn't say not watch it just because. I mean, you I could might watch it. <laughs> so. John C. McGinley is in it, and he's got a partner. I don't see his partner uh, listed here. Um, I see Stinky Man. Yeah, (laughs) this is on Google, though, and I I don't know. Google sometimes... Why don't you ever use IMDb, man? Because it takes takes too long on my phone to pull everything up to be able to get to the cast quickly. So if I see somebody that I'm like, I don't remember you in that movie, so (laughs) I'm not going to give you credit for it. Like, I just move on. (laughs) Um, But uh, John C. McGinley and his his partner, um, they're... (laughs) <laughs> they're almost like the comic relief of the movie. Yeah. Uh, Which is another problem I think I had with it too because there's nothing there was nothing remotely. funny. Well, no, and that's yeah. the thing is they're not it's not like slapstick comic relief. It's just that like they're constantly kind of going after yeah. him and like constantly losing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like they're still tough guys, you know what and I mean? And that element did was in the original. There was that pair of guys uh-huh. that he was yeah. fucking with. They were awesome. That one dude with, really the, with the big long leather coat, yep, the red, yep. and he had reddish like the, brown. The, he had like blonde, blonde hair, blonde yeah. hair. Yeah, well and so you know John C. McGinley he has that like in scrubs. Oh yeah. You he, know what I mean? John C. McGinley has got wise ass written all over right, him. Right, you yeah. know, and so it's I wise think it's ass just him. It I probably think he's is. just a wise ass. Yeah, it probably is. But like he's like a wise ass yeah. tough guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so that dynamic is really funny. Um but I mean like so yeah, so his brother, you know, something it, it dies and so he has to come for the funeral and then he meets the girl and something happens to yeah. her and Alan Cummings is like a, a tech mogul, you know, type guy, and so uh Mickey Rourke is like involved and also like works for Alan Cummings and like I'm super curious on how they ended the remake, though. 
Yeah, well, you, you don't know? remember it? No, I don't remember how they remade it because I was like, I was pissed watching it because I was yeah. such a fan of the original. Well, Carter, which is the problem with it. I I was never gonna be pleased with this movie because yeah. like, if it's on my top twenty, yeah, no, I feel it, you. It just can't be. Um, but yeah, I, but the battles between him and Mickey Rourke. Now you like, gotta tell us how. Spoil ending to us. Don't mention how the original ends. I won't. So that won't be a spoiler. But I'm very yeah. curious of how it, uh, this one ends. Um. So. He, or don't you remember? Well, it's cool if you don't. No, I mean I don't remember exactly, but I know he. If you don't remember, then it, it didn't end the same as that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, he he goes through and he gets the disc that he's looking for, okay. um, which I think would probably be representative of the film in yeah, the original. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> that's like, up they had to update. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, do it right? real to real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can um, almost let him do it if they yeah. do it real to real. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but the, the my favorite scene though is when uh, Mickey Rourke and him finally have like kind of the last of yeah. the last, and in the first part of it, Mickey Rourke beats the fuck <laughs> out of Stallone, like beats his ass, and then just like turns around and calmly like walks mm. back to the party, you know, and Stallone like picks his ass up off the floor and goes down because like I said Alan Cummings is like fucking millionaire so he's got like a club in his house you <laughs> Alan know? Cummings is the, the millionaire yeah but he you can see him as guy. like the tech guy you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Um, and so Stallone goes down into the fucking like club basement and I mean it's just full of people just having a rave you know and dude he just fucking destroys Mickey Rourke and it's such it's such a cool back and forth with the that would be a in the good middle. fight in real life no yeah well and I think that's why um, he probably picked Mickey Rourke to be in Expendables um, because you know like he's in that as well and and I don't think Mickey Rourke was much of a an action hero to kind of deserve that role. When was you know? this? Do you know the year for this? 2000. 2000 yeah. because in not, there was a period where Mickey Rourke just became like a a brawler. Remember, mm-hmm. he was doing it in real life. And I just bought, you would love to borrow this movie too, is uh, I just bought Double Team with Dennis Rodman, Jean-Claude Van Damme, oh, and Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Someone was selling for like two bucks. I, was, I couldn't get to it, the, uh, my cart fast enough. I forgot and, about uh, that. That was, remember that big scene at the end where <laughs> Mickey you Rourke fighting for to get that disc? I could have taken your I was like, no, I'm not paying two bucks. No, that's a good movie. Double Team was a good movie and they had that big fight scene at yeah, Rodman. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Wasn't so that the one with? Because I don't remember, but I, I remember, remember it in the, the theater. Worm. <laughs> I remember it in the theater being really impressed with how much I liked it, not expecting I was going to like it. Yeah. That was the one with the tiger, I think. Wasn't there a tiger at the end that they <laughs> they released Maybe. into the arena? Because it was an arena fight with Van Damme and Mickey Rourke at the end, oh, wow. where they were beating each that. other's asses and everything. And I. This was, reminds me of it because there was a certain period this is where a comedy? Mickey Rourke has always beaten asses. I think he, I think it was in his contract. He was like, if I don't have yeah, a one to one hands on yeah. grappling fight with somebody, I'm not going to be in this flick. Mm. That's funny. That's sort of like the when the Once Upon a Time in the West. Remember they were Al Pacino was talking to him. Hollywood. Like, once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the West, yeah. <laughs> it was a Western. There's a bunch. But of when Al Pacino was yeah. telling him, he's like, "You got to be the leading man, kid." Yeah. He's like, "How many times did you get beat up last year?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like the heavy always has to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the heavy. I want to be the beater. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, I'd be willing to check it out again, but uh, like I said, there's no way it's going to beat the original movie. But I'm fine right. with that, knowing going in that it's not going to. Yeah, my original. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna watch it. Just and again, the the, the John C. McGinley scenes, like they're they're fun. You know yeah. what I mean? They're fun, but they're also action packed and full of a fight and stuff yeah. like that. And if it's I hadn't just... seen the original, I probably would have liked it from the get go too. Right. Yeah. And I mean, in 2000, you know, I was what like 19, so yeah. that was like 
a good action movie yeah. for that time. Stallone, you know? I'm in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Dave. We thought the same way, sir. In the 80s, too, though. Yeah. yeah. Stallone, oh, yeah. Stallone, oh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yeah. You got to see it. That's all yeah. you need to know. Yeah. And this guy, he ruled the 80s, too. He was... We have Matt Damon now, but back then we had Matt Dillon. <laughs> Matt Dillon. <laughs> we still have Matt Dillon. He's just doing some dark, uh, yeah, large frontier shit, man. He's gone I still haven't edge. seen that movie. Oh, the they serial make it killer like, one? Uh, they make, it's like $25 to own in it. You can't rent it. Like uh, I think you can rent it, but... Uh, <laughs> you have to sign a waiver. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up, dude. I, I hear that people I are saying it it's fucked up. Yeah, and which makes me want to see it even more. So, especially because it's him. Which one is this yeah. now? The Lars von Trier. Uh, oh, no, this, my movie, movie yeah. is uh, Kiss Before Dying. Nineties oh. thriller. That's another, another great 90s. one, man. <laughs> and had Sean Young. Oh yeah, who she she was in that landscape. No way out. Was it was that a nineties thriller? Yep. Or no, that might have been 88, 89. Really? Yeah. That was so good. If you haven't seen No Way Out. Yeah. <laughs> That's not your movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wish it was. It wasn't a remake. Yeah. Now, what was the original date for the original Kiss 56. Girl? 56. 56, yeah. This was great. This might have been one of his first times where he plays an, a bad guy, too. Because I, he was a good guy. I mean, he was kind of like the tough guy always and like outsiders. He was the tough and guy. Tanks, in, but he in, was um, always the likable guy. What's the game? Outsiders. Brawling movie? Outsiders. Okay, yeah. Mm. And uh, he was... And you got to know who he was pretty early in this yeah. movie. <laughs> I bet there was some great character actors in this that I didn't remember being in it. Let me check this out. Go ahead. Check the Tell list. us a little bit about this. So, like, Sean Young is, like, getting all dressed up, fancy, meeting Matt Dillon in the lobby. They go... Blind date or... No. They go to the marriage license place. They're going to get married. The office is closed until 1. Mm-hmm. So, she's like... I thought you were going to look and see what time. He's like, oh, I thought they were going to be open. They said they were going to be open. She, he's like, well, let's just go get a good view of the city. Oh, my God. This they scene. go up to the roof. And This was the beginning of the movie? I didn't even... Very first scene of the movie. I didn't even remember it was the beginning. She push her off? They go up. They're looking. Everything's beautiful. They're kissing, talking about stuff. He sits on the ledge. She turns around and sits on the ledge, but leans on him uh-huh. with her feet. Uh-huh. And he just goes... Whoop. Oh man! She comes crashing through. He threw into like a courtyard that crashed in the lobby. Yeah, they did a pretty brutal. They held on her head. Oh yeah, when it, it exploded. Hit. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> her, yeah. her back of her head exploded. Yeah, you're like, whoa! Oh. I don't remember the, de- the star. Of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't remember the details of this what movie, this, but I remember being. Decision? I remember that scene. You can't well, forget that scene. And this is how they did it. The the dad was awesome. The dad was played Max by Max von Sydow, who was a, probably an Academy Award winner. It's at funny, that time. the guy you were trying to tell me that was from uh, State of Grace is in this one. Do you, are you sure he was in this one and not the other one? I you're, I you're got him yeah, mess- James Russo could have got him switched around. Yeah. Who knows? Pick B actor. That's why they're character actors. They <laughs> fill in the space. Exactly. <laughs> we're doing character actor pod in two weeks. Dude. Come on. <laughs> well, maybe the, they won't listen to this one we and love they won't you. have to cry. <laughs> But yeah, he tosses her off through the lobby, bam, and then you f- you find out that she she was from a wealthy, super wealthy family, yeah. mm-hmm. and they were running to get married because the dad had put like a tail on him. You find out he is he lives in New Jersey. He took some dead guy's name. He works at like a fast food place, uh-huh. but he he moonlights as this other person in it, like yeah. hung out on campus, and then he seduces. Uh, what's her name? Sean Young. Sean Young's twin sister, played also by Sean Young, <laughs> and like goes to homeless shelters and helps people. And the whole time, he, yeah. he's a complete so- sociopath. Oh yeah, he's what nuts. the fuck? And he's just trying to get close so he can get 
in with her old man who's rich. He ends up marrying his, her, the twin's sister. The fuck? Of the girl. But then she gets suspicious. And then he has a life. Of, he yeah. wants the life. Yeah. He loves it. He th- it's like he, the stepfather, he really. Kept, the, the stepfather movie? He would have yeah. kept going if, if she hadn't kept digging yeah, to see what happened. Digging. And there was like some person... I remember... You'll have to correct well, me if I'm wrong. She... He had to keep killing people to cover up his yeah, crime. Yeah, because she at one point let it she, go. at one point she wanted to. She knew somebody that saw the face of the, uh, the yeah the guy that dated her sister. Yep. and wanted to go see him. And I remember he had to kill that girl. Yep. just to oh, keep wow. him silent or keep her silent. Yeah, there was a lot of that, and he like he was getting ready to be caught at any moment. Yeah, during it, it was good. It was tense. It was and, tense, and it was something we didn't get to see Matt Dillon play all the time. Yeah. And this and, was but when, he played it. He played you. He played most of the movie really charming. Yeah, even just trying to be just to get everybody on board. The, with his, that's what's crazy about that. When you start a movie that way, you, yeah. no matter what he does, he can feed as many homeless people as he wants. Right. <laughs> He's still the person that threw her off the fucking thing. And it was the way they did that too. Because remember, uh, well, she, she was she goes and sees his mother. Yeah, and the mother's like. He's been dead for three years. Yeah, so the mom didn't wow. even know he was alive. She didn't even know he was alive. He's been married to Sean Young's twin. Mm-hmm. Also played by Sean Young. <laughs> How do you tell the difference? <laughs> this was before she was Girlfriend super annoying. Girlfriend number two. Wife. <coughs> this was before she was super annoying, too. After a while, she kind of she brought... She kind of got She annoying. brought her a kind of annoyance yeah. of real life into her characters. She was... I liked her. I liked her in the stuff she had done, yeah. but... No Way Out. Yeah, No Way Out. Another plug for No Way Out. <laughs> You really want that in here, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next one. I'm going to pick a... Whoa, that's not the date. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I know that for sure. Okay. I'm going to pick a uh, super recent one. And this was based off the 1956 movie with... Uh, what the hell? Raymond Burr. And uh, this is 2019's Godzilla, King of Monsters. Oh, okay. Uh, I still haven't seen still this. You still haven't seen this no. yet, man. Oh, this is a fun-ass movie, man. They remade Godzilla? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Thirty times, but this was specifically uh, this was uh, King of the Monsters. This one looks great, one. though. It was. Good. I really wish was I would have seen uh, this in the theater. Yeah, theater was the way to see yeah. this because it was huge with like the Titans fighting each other. I mean, yeah. the whole movie was basically that's what it was. But there was some great elements going on this movie and some super actors in this movie. They packed this sucker uh, full of really great actors. Uh, and which Justin conveniently has pulled up here. Uh, so you got uh, Vera from Formiga, who's really, really good. She plays in that Bates Hotel show. I think she plays the mom, I guess. Uh, but she was also in, uh, I think she was the girl in The Departed that was dating Matt Damon. I'm pretty oh, sure that's yeah, who that was. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Chandler, who's from Friday Night Lights and... Um, a whole bunch of other stuff. O'Shea Jackson Jr. is in this. And every time I see him, I just see his dad because that's Ice Cube's dad or son. Oh. And, uh, Ken Watanabe's in it. Charles Dance. Sally Hawkins, who is huge right now because of the shape in the water. Uh, Bradley Whitford, who was absolutely phenomenal as the kind of comic relief in this movie. He was one of the guys behind the keyboard. He was a cabin uh, in the woods guy? Yeah. 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 Basically, <laughs> was that, he was the guy who was doing all the techie work and everything and putting it, throwing out his one-liners. Like... He really is the king of monsters. Yeah. Different, different yeah. stuff that Bradley Whitford can actually pull off <laughs> uh, without seeming so cheesy. He's yeah. so underrated. But oh, yeah. uh, probably the, the big star in this was uh, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, oh, 11, yeah. from Stranger Things. I've she only seen, ever seen the first season of that. 
Oh, really? No, yeah. second season was one of the best seasons ever. Yeah. Yeah, check out second season. Well, check out second and third. They're yeah. both great. Third's good, too. Third's oh, they're over. all good. Yeah, I, all of them are great. When it comes to that, though, I'm always going, how are they going to continue this? They do, you know, though, and they, they do a good job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love it. Uh, it's, it's been good throughout. Uh, yeah, second might be my favorite season, so you definitely should check it out. Anyway, so what's going on here is if you've watched the original Godzilla and you've watched Skull Island, they're kind of building, this is a whole universe they're building to, which this, in 2020, or it's the end of the year, maybe it's even 2021, I think it's this year, though, is they're doing the Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, I don't even uh, want to see this. <clears throat> oh, it's going to be amazing. you got to see this first, uh, for sure. So what's going on is there's a group of, like, rebels led by Charles Dance, who is the perfect for doing that. People remember Charles Dance as the guy with the different colored contacts and oh, yeah. the last action hero. Release date for November 20, 2020. Ooh, 2020. November. 2020. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be A good. little twin-a-twin twin. <laughs> 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 so, what's happening is you got this rebel group uh, run by Charles Dance who's wanting to it's wanting to fuck up the world's order. Like it's the type of group Anarchy? that uh, humans have had their chance. We need to wipe it out and start fresh. Yeah. So they're trying to wake up all the titans, oh, and there's wow. like seventeen of them. Oh wow! Yeah, there's a shitload. It's not like more three. than no. And so they bust everybody out in this fucking thing. At some point, there it's destroying all cities. Like California is already in rubble from what happened in like the regular Godzilla. Godzilla. In- Godzilla's in this, but Godzilla's like, and this happened a lot in the old Godzilla movies. Is he's the guy. He's the hero almost that has to take on the other monsters. Yeah. So, and the the big guy he's got to take on is King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah is the three headed dragon who mm-hmm. is like the badass. Yeah. But Hydra. there's a great scene with that Mothra. was in the Pee Wee Herman movie <laughs> when he's running through. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they got uh, Mothra's in this, and when we first see him, he's like this angry, almost like grub that like uh, <laughs> they. What's great is the uh, the Vera woman who plays uh, Eleven's mom in it has a device that can control like the sound and it will make them almost docile when she activates it or it can piss them off she cranks it up they're all pissed off and angry and everything Mm -hmm. and she can also send the signal it's really cool they call it some sort of box that everyone's trying to get from her and including the rebels and everything like that so it's really fun uh, Mothra escapes at some point and goes behind like a waterfall so you know like oh there's some yeah. crystal that's going on back yeah. there <laughs> so you're just waiting for it to happen but uh, a lot of it's they have to wake up Godzilla at one point by like uh, by like blowing a nuclear uh, like warhead from a submarine at him oh my because God. he's like all these yeah. guys are like activated by radiation bat, they don't have like right. a bat signal or is he just right. in hibernation or something I always it, wonder it does. He, he's, he's awake at some point then he goes back down and they were and the, the titans all the other titans just start waking up and everything and they're destroying everything and at some point they, they're like we gotta fucking wake Godzilla up and <laughs> Godzilla has to help us I wonder if like if it just seems to me that he's kind of like that guy that's like God damn it! Fine, I'll yeah. get up and yeah. fucking do this again. Yeah, exactly. But I'm it's getting like, so fucking tired of this shit. Like, you guys just handle your shit and let me sleep. <laughs> uh, you bottom feeders. Well, <laughs> and also, you know when they do wake you up? Yeah. It's not to say hi. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how you doing? Exactly. It's right. Complete and three I'm chaos so going tired on of this right shit. now. It's like tap tap tap. Hey, three headed monster. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I was well, sleeping. Uh, you got about five. 
four. Well, <laughs> three. Uh, at some point, it's a lot of it's in Boston, and it, a major thing happens a city in, in Fenway be, Park. They destroy Fenway Park. Oh, kind of needs it. Completely. If you've ever uh, been there before, it's nah. I love Fenway Park. <laughs> it's it's a shithole. Yeah, it is. You pee in a trough. Oh yeah, but not like against the wall trough. It's yeah. a like circle trough. Each other. Oh yeah. Oh wow. So you yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like dicks out. So everybody's just like with yeah. their heads at the same. They have it like that at the Florida Stadium. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah. But. Anyways, they didn't they didn't destroy it because took of the a dark drop. Turn. That's a good turn. <laughs> so eleven eleven has the box and goes they have, into though. the uh and there was a lot of stuff you had to suspend. You're like, why is there no one? No one's in the stadium or no one's on the streets here. They look like it was an indie picture where they could only film at night type of thing. But I guess it made sense that everyone would be hiding if this was going on. Right. But there was yeah. nobody. Like there was nobody. Everybody in, in Boston the has basement though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh but when you look at what you're remaking, the, the, the Godzilla movies were always based on cheese. I mean, they were cheesy. Oh, like, oh yeah. Super You cheesy. had to, like, really be interested in the cheese to enjoy the franchise. They yeah. have, a, like, a, a box set right now that me and Eric are, like, pining over. On Amazon, for $112, you can get the 15 Toho Godzilla set, which includes, like, seven movies that you can only get on VHS. Uh, oh, other wow. than this blue our, set. Our boy, Johnny Mendoza. Loves mm. them, yeah. He has <clears throat> probably the biggest collection of VHS yeah, for Eric, Godzilla. Eric has them all. But what he does is he puts the Godzilla movie in, turns the volume down, yep. and then plays the craziest punk rock. Is the loudest volume. I do that with a lot of different movies. Huh. And yeah. watches it, and it it's it's it takes on a different life yeah. altogether. No, I'm sure. It's yeah, very, there's very little yeah. cheese, even when they're yeah. showing cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool, man. But in this movie, it didn't disappoint. You know, there was everything you wanted to see as a Godzilla fan. You got to see him fighting everybody, and then, you know, then Mothra shows up, and then these other different ones show up, and they have this great kind of ending. Uh, like all the Godzilla movies are like Marvel movies almost. Mm-hmm. After the credits, they have this great thing. Oh, nice! And so there was another thing you were like, "Oh, this is gonna happen soon. It's gonna yeah. be great." So Cloverfield's yeah. not in that universe, right? No, it's not. They got the their Titans. own. They got their own thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely check it out. You can buy it. You can like buy it on Redbox for like three ninety nine. I got the Blu Ray for three ninety nine on uh, Redbox. That's so fucking it pretty, awesome. It was pretty good. So definitely check it out. Worth the watch. All right, Justin, what's your next one? All right, next one I'm going with is Friday the Thirteenth. Now this was a movie that I wasn't on board for for a while until my cousin, uh, who watches every horror movie, is like, "No, nah, dude." He says, "I understand." He says, "Most horror remakes are kind of garbage." There was a lot of them that I couldn't stand. But he he's would like, know. He's like, "You should check this out," and uh, it was awesome. I loved yeah. it. I thought it was great. Dude, the opening scene is fucking brutal. Yeah, like, the whole movie was pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Derek Meek says the where did the they guy? De- did they deviate at all? So it was, I mean, it was Friday the 13th and it was a remake and everything like that, but it was Jason. You yeah, know what I mean? It Jason. wasn't the mom. It yeah. was it was Jason. Okay. But it was the sleepaway summer camp. Yeah, yeah. Counselors getting ready for the kids. Well, no, no, not that. So it was it was basically there was the legend of the, of that happening, and it starts off with this. Always the legend. Yeah, right. <laughs> it starts off with these this group of like um, four or five people. Yeah, Jerry Plecky's one of them. The guy from Supernatural. Um, and they're they're going to find like this field of like wild weed. You know what I mean? And they know, they have a location, and they're on the GPS, and they're like hiking through, and um, they stop to camp. And one of the one of the people like tells the story about like, oh, there's this camp around here that like this you know kid came back from the dead and like you know killed everybody and da 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 da. Let's walk around, right? Camp. Yeah, and and of course we've just set up camp here, you know, and so um, like 
two of them go off on a walk. Three of them, three of them <laughs> are left. number one. I know, right? Three of them are left by the fire, um, and two of those three are a couple. Um, and so they start kind of getting frisky, so they kick the other guy out. So he goes wandering off, and he finds the weed. Like, he was looking at the GPS incorrectly, and he's like, oh, fuck, I found the weed, I found the weed. And fucking Jason just comes up and, like... He didn't even get to enjoy the weed. That, he got it for, like, a second. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, I found, found it. Found his I'm weed. gonna die now. No, he's um, dead. Yeah, the only thing that I thought was weird was not bringing back Kane Hodder to play Jason. Oh. Mm-hmm. But the guy they got is really good. No, he uh, was. Derek uh, Derek Mears is his it's name. It's not a terribly difficult role to play. He Find was, the right body type. He was amazing in uh, Hatchet Three. He came on and played Hatchet Three opposite Kane Hodder and everything, and got got oh, killed by Kane Hodder oh, too. Wow. So it was really great. You <laughs> got goes, to see like a Jason fight. Jason versus uh, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> and he was really good. And he was a super fan. I have a, a great uh, documentary. He was a super uh, fan before he became. Oh yeah, Friday Thirteenth. He was so thrilled to be able to get it. Like super excited. And he's that type of guy you hear in the interview. You're like, oh, you, you could tell this guy. This is his dream job. Yeah, so let him have. It was really good. So, Violent as hell, man. Yeah. So <laughs> and like, I just my because this is probably my favorite scene. Um, you know, so like, uh, one. So the other couple is like on the run or whatever, and the ones that are now in the tent and they're having sex. Mm. Like, yep. That's when this is the scene. Yeah. Man. Um, dude, he fucking he wraps the girl up in the sleeping bag and then hangs the sleeping bag over the fire from a tree and fucking burns her alive Mm. and then just straight up machetes the dude in the fucking head like and then it's like friday the 13th (laughs) you know what i mean like it's this whole intense scene um but another reason i really like this movie do you guys know who kyle davis is kyle davis yeah are you? Have you ever seen? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah. Do you know who Lil Kev is? No. No. Sweet D is dating a retarded person. He's like one of the most legendary characters on that show. Right. I've only seen the first season, so. Okay. Um. And he makes like you know he's he's not a super well known actor, mm-hmm. but like he he's in a bunch of films. Mm-hmm. Like he's in um, Catch Me If You Can. Who he, is he in Catch Me? He's can? like the the limo driver that's like oh they paid me some guy paid me two hundred bucks to drive this car mm-hmm. here at the at the airport or whatever. Um, so like he's, you know, he's in stuff. Um, he was in American horror story. So he plays the guy that Jason gets the hockey mask from. Okay. Um, you know, he found the weed field and he's been selling the weed and like, you know, he plays like this kind of country, country backwoods kind of pervert guy. And like, he's, he's like got a mannequin that he like has apparently had sex with a couple of times, you know? (laughs) Um, and like, um, and so he's been talking, he talks to somebody about how somebody has been stealing kerosene from his boss's barn, you Mm know? Well, it turns out it's, it's Jason, you know? And one day Kyle Davis is just sitting there rolling a joint and all of a sudden you just see Jason start walking down the steps, Mm -hmm. you know? And he's like, oh, what the fuck? He's like, are you the dude that's been stealing the kerosene? And, dude, Jason just comes up and just, like, pushes him. And he's, like, all of a sudden realizes, like, oh, I'm in a really bad situation, you know? And Jason just fucks him up. And then he sees the hockey mask. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, because uh, Kyle rips the bag off of Jason's head. And he's like, what the fuck, you know? And, like, then Jason, like, sees the hockey mask and puts it on from there and, like, 
Oh, dude, it's such a good movie. Like, yeah, it hit on all the notes for Friday Thirteenth fans. I've always been a Friday Thirteenth fan. The things you wanted to see, the cool deaths, the inventive ones, the creative uh, kind of quirky characters, the, the nudity. nudity. The nudity was <laughs> incredible. That one sex <laughs> scene at the, at the cabin, man, yeah. that had one of the hottest uh, girls I ever seen in yeah. my life. Yeah, uh, yeah, and she she put her all in it. <laughs> uh, she was when really you have good. the platform, use yeah. it. Yeah, so it was but really also, good. Like yeah. the the bus in the underground mm-hmm. stuff where he had like tunnels built and stuff like um he had been at camp crystal for a long time and he had made like an underground tunnel system and like i'm surprised i haven't made a sequel to that dude it was good man They could easily. They, every one thing we know is you can't kill the guy, so yeah. right. you might as well just start writing the sequel. You can't yeah. kill that franchise either. There are people that just no, you still can make are that mega collector as long as you give them the, the five yeah. items in the formula yep. in some reasonable pot. Yep. My cousin probably has over two hundred like pieces of Friday Thirteenth kind of Memor- memorabilia, memorabilia mm-hmm. over his around his house. Do you have he a has picture like with him? Everything, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> he's got yeah, video of yeah. him. You have a picture of uh, you with him? No, I never met Kane. Never met yeah, Kane. I hear he's a nice guy, but yeah. he goes to all the comic. Oh, he, he's in a lot of the horror cons. God, and all what that free stuff. money! Hey, you want to show up and have everybody shake your hand and want to get pictures taken with you and make five thousand dollars? Yeah, yes, please. Five thousand. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he probably makes fifty thousand dollars for the weekend. No. Yeah, big big actors really? like Norman Reedus charges like uh, I think he pulls in maybe two or three hundred thousand for the weekend. Norman Reedus and yeah. all those Walking Dead people, and all they do is talk to people that love him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great gig. Yeah. You can get it. It's like I mean, he charges a hundred dollars just to get a picture with him. <laughs> That's I mean, crazy. So crazy. Yeah, yeah, the the smaller guys don't charge that much. They all charge, but. It, they, it's weird they have to like meet a minimum or something like that so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little plug here speaking of all of that um, so the reason that I like Kyle Davis in this mm. movie is because he's actually like a friend of mine on Facebook and like, oh yeah and yeah and we like talking stuff he's a super nice guy um, show and, me a picture of him when you get um, finished with your story yeah and <laughs> can I have a grant yeah <laughs> <laughs> um well, and it's funny because so like I go by Justin Davis on my Facebook, mm-hmm. you know. So when he and I became friends, he was like, um, I, he told me that like his little brother's name is Justin Davis. Oh. So like, yeah, <laughs> so you get randomly connected with him just exactly through name yeah. association. That's yeah. Crazy. Um, Nope. And so, like, he and I just kind of clicked, mm-hmm. and uh, but you can go and he will do uh, that app Cameo. Oh yeah, you can you can hire. What's Cameo? Cameo is like where celebrities like you can go and you can look on there and you can find. And I'm sure it's uh, pretty cheap yeah. sometimes too. Yeah, and you can have celebrities like send somebody a happy birthday oh, message cool, or cool, something cool. like that. No, yeah. I didn't even know about that app. That yeah, would be really yeah. Cool. Um, so he's on there. So go follow him on Facebook nice. and pay him to do a cameo. He's he's a super nice guy. Yeah, that's cool. I actually wanted to talk to him about our upcoming project. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's got the lead role if he wants it. He he'd be he'd, he'd be a good voice. <laughs> All right, Dave, what do you got? All right, where are we? Okay. I am going to say The Fly. Oh, so much better than the original. The original <laughs> sucks. Help me! Yeah, yeah. Help, help me! Help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a no-brainer. And uh, check Carl, me if I'm wrong, it had to have been Nick Otero, right? Uh, Nick Otero. The, the, the guy that did the special effects. Uh, oh, Greg Nicotero? No, no. This was Cronenberg, so Cronenberg probably used one of his Canadian guys to do this. It could be Rob Bottin. Let me check up the... uh, Whoever did the special effects, this was really good. Oh, it was next level. It was gross. When when he he coughed up the... 
the acid and burns oh, yeah. the guy's Brundle, fucking yeah. hand, oh. hand off Brundlefly. So Brundle I'm getting fly. a little hell of myself. <laughs> it was Gina Davis Jeff and uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Remake of classic yeah. guys, scientists. That one I have seen the original Teleportation and, uh, you know, finally gets it to work on his, on his bonobo. Well, remember the first time that he tried though, and oh, it yeah. came out as like that, like, yeah. oh, dude, that was like a traumatizing. Special effects scene. in this movie were great. Watching his transformation, yeah, was just peeling his awesome. fingernails yeah. off because he's a goofy looking guy. Yeah, I mean, he's not a bad looking guy. He's just really. <laughs> oh, he looks better now. Yeah, yeah he's he more distinct really now. Good. But he was like a caricature. Like yeah. if you went to the park and you're like, yeah. and you just drew him and brought it home, you're like, wow, somebody really accentuated this guy. Yeah. It's like, no, this is exactly what he looks yeah. like. <laughs> wasn't anybody I even recognize. Really? Uh, they have the whole department, so it wasn't anybody in particular. Interesting. It was good. But they did a great <laughs> job. Second best movie in 1986. Was it? Yeah. No, well, what was the first be. one? Big Trouble in China. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a... Uh, I love the, like, we want to talk specific scenes oh, here, too. Yeah. Like, uh, things that come to my mind is the... Uh, arm wrestling. The arm oh, wrestling. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's yeah. such that a simple a... thing, too. Oh, it's like yeah. a simple effect. But I love the idea that you could... Once you realize he's slowly gaining these abilities, it just gives the filmmaker uh, and the, the creators behind it those key scenes. So how do we show his strength? And that was just such a great way of doing it. From seeing that scene... Every time I see an arm wrestling scene, you wait in a for movie. that to happen. For it? Yeah, oh, I, I'm, in a movie? like yeah. yeah, and and most of the time it doesn't even happen. Yeah, it yeah. turns out just to be an arm wrestling competition. But from seeing that scene, I'm just waiting to see that <laughs> arm. Did you just have to turn snap. your hat around back <laughs> when you were like watching that scene? <laughs> yeah. This was really scary. Paul's got his hat on backwards. He's ready to go. Ready and he's to go. talking arm wrestling over the top. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> but. uh this was a scary movie for me in 86. I thought it was very creepy, especially oh, yeah. once he started turning and uh, that you couldn't even be around him. Gina Davis realized that she couldn't be around him. Like the scene where he just punches through the, the beam in his like house oh, yeah, to yeah, show yeah. how strong and angry he can be. They, the, the scene that got me was he, she had come over and it was really early on in his transformation. Remember? And he, he jumped up and grabbed the yeah. beam yeah. and then picked himself up and like tucked his oh, yeah. legs it was like walking on the ceiling and well that was yeah no i meant with his feet when he was going he did, up but he did a bunch of gymnastics they must have got yeah. some oh, russian sure. badass oh, yeah, yeah. dude in you there. could see the you could see the bar yeah when he's on it doing it but the unsung hero in, in my opinion oh, one yeah. of the best biggest heroes of any movie is john getz in this movie yeah. john getz was fucking amazing in this we watched he's, him in he was Blood a creepy <laughs> pathetic he, he guy, was but he was but, great but you realized after a while that he was just kind of a little bit uncouth he really did care about this uh but this woman and what would happen to him and he really had kind of a kinder heart than you expected at the very beginning you kind of was like oh this is that asshole that just shows up and is using her shower just to be near well, he wouldn't everything. give the key back she it wouldn't give the key, key back yeah. if someone asks you for your key back and yeah. you said yeah. no i'm gonna hold on to this that's pretty but this unsettling. this motherfucker changing went, my life yeah my locks have changed <laughs> like, by the time he reached the parking lot yeah he, like, gets, he gets forgiven for me because this oh yeah well yeah this motherfucker comes forward. in with, with a with a double uh, barreled shotgun yep, yeah. to, to try to one of the coolest shotguns I've ever seen in my life, uh, you know, with that the the holes through that whole barrel oh, yeah, type yeah, of yeah. thing, yeah. and uh, he took one for the team. I took I two love, for the team. Yeah, they it, took his number two. Hand you remember his, his cameo? No. Remember his cameo? Mm-mm. Number two was fucking. I awesome. do kind of remember yeah. that where. Eric Stoltz showed up at his uh, his place and he opened the uh, he opened the door and yeah he's missing his foot missing his hand and has to tell him about this is what your dad did and this is that and it was yeah. it was really good I love John Getz in this movie and 
having him puke on his hand and his leg oh. at the end. Uh, and still have the wherewithal to like to prop himself he, up and shoot that wire. John uh, gets, gets no love, man. And <laughs> at the end, he was oddly satisfied with everything that's over. He's just yep. kind of smiling, too. And I was like, no, you're still missing your hand. You're yeah. like, I don't think your body lets you forget that. Now, you need to give me that key back now. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't, this is the one where Gina Davis has the, the nightmare Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Birth and oh, of the larva, and Cronenberg's delivering it. Cronenberg's yeah. the oh, one really? delivering I didn't it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always That's, does cameos. He loves, he loves weird lava like. Oh, no, very weird, oh, man. Like David Cronenberg had all oh, the, the so gross. Had all those like larva and like, the sphincters. The, he yeah. has a major. He's got uh, some something happened to this boy. <laughs> if you're out there, we <laughs> existence isn't even the one to go to, man. No. You go naked lunch, yeah. or you go video drome. Uh, They're or, all uh, got a creepy, weird element. Body horror. It's, body it's horror. all body horror, really, which I'm not necessarily a fan of. But he does it better than anybody else. Like, yeah, I could never watch like Human so- Centipede society. or something like that. Society is a big one. That was one of the big ho- uh, body horror ones where people's bodies are blending into each other mm-hmm. and like becoming one universal like creature and everything and it's just strange and he does that a lot uh and he brings yeah like you said he brings that element into a lot of his movies until he started doing like history of violence and uh and eastern promises which was like completely different thing for cronenberg yeah fans. it was like someone we were like holy shit wait a minute, it's like a different someone's director. got him on a schedule <laughs> yeah no it's like it did it's like it's refined his ideas that all right you have to not do it in a fantastical way but you could still be shocking and he was he was quite shocking especially history of violence uh, shocking as hell some of that stuff all right my next here yeah okay got three here left and um this first one here it, it's kind of an interesting one i definitely don't like it as much as the original but i like it a lot better than i thought i would and this is the 2004's dawn of the dead Oh, okay. Now, I love the original. The original 78, very classic. But Black was, and white? Uh, no, this was the mall one. Uh, oh, the mall one. Yeah, the mall one. Okay. And so, but you got to remember, in 78, they had just a certain amount of money. They were using yeah. that 3M blood, which was very red. They they just hadn't figured out that, like, neck pull yet. So it looked like they were just pulling chunks of styrofoam out of your neck and everything. So you had to really enjoy kind of the cheesiness of it. I appreciated what they did. And this was... Uh, Snyder, uh, Zack Snyder, who went on to do, you know, the Superman movies and Justice League and uh, until he had to uh, bow out. And it was written by James Gunn, uh, who obviously did Brightburn and a whole bunch of the uh, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Galaxy guy. Awesome cast. Uh, I love Sarah Pauly. I always I loved her since uh, Go. She was that little uh, the drug dealer. But remember, she was in John Adams, the one who had to have her Mm -hmm. breast cut off. Oh, God, one of the worst scenes ever. Um, Sounds like it. You remember that, right? When she no, had, she had breast cancer. I, I think I probably blocked, blocked that out. That out she had breast head. cancer, and they had to like send the kids away. Did they and do they, that back no, then? No anesthesia. They had to like slice off her breast. No, I know, but did they do and, that back then? I don't know. No, I mean that's they they did it in the HBO documentary series about it. So I'm assuming that it was a, a real thing. Uh, they're not making stuff up for that. But some of the actors in this were really really great. Ving Rhames was in this. 
uh, Tom Savini has a small little cameo and everything. One of the first things I saw Ty Burrell on, who was from Modern Family. He's the dad from Modern Family. Really good. Uh, Michael Kelly, who always played an asshole. He was in House of Cards. Oh, yeah. uh, Michael Kelly was really good yeah. in this. You also got McKay Pfeiffer, who was, what was he? He was the, uh, yeah, what was the old, the 90s movie he was in? Was it Higher Learning that he was in? I'm um, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he had done a couple movies back then. I'm pretty sure it was Higher Learning. But White what Chicks. I love about Dawn of the Dead is they, <laughs> they just updated what was already pretty great. I love the idea of uh, a small group of people having to fortify themselves at the mall. But, and I, I told my wife this, because uh, she'll half pay attention to movies when she's watching, and I was like, you need to watch the beginning. I said, this is one of the best beginnings to any horror movie ever. Do you remember the beginning mm-hmm. of Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. So Sarah uh, Polly is coming home from the nurses, uh, from the hospital she's working at. She's in bed with her uh, husband, and they're just kind of, uh, they're talking to each other about just everyday kind of bullshit, and they see their daughter uh, come to the uh, doorway, and when she gets to the light, she's like her whole face is like zombied. Half her cheek is missing and her uh, teeth and everything. And he gets up thinking not the worst, obviously, and he's like, "You all right? Are you all right?" And then she latches uh, latches onto his throat, and then Sarah uh, Polly jumps into like uh, nurse mode, jumps on top of him, covers the wound and everything, and then all of a sudden he like turns and it's like 28 days later, zombies, and she has to like fly into the bathroom and lock the door, and he is like bust through the door and he eventually busts his head through the door and she has to like dip out the window damn grabs the car keys dips out the window i like those kind of zombies i don't like the ones that you can just walk yeah i don't push out of the way (laughs) i don't mind the ones that say brains yeah those ones are cool that's more of a comedy but uh when she gets outside she realizes it's happening all in this little suburban neighborhood there's fires everywhere the neighbors pointing a gun at her and and saying get the hell out of here so it's infecting everybody super Hmm. quick and there's people running down the street so she literally has to get in the the car the husband's chasing after it after he busts through the front door and she is like getting through the streets like it's uh the end of the world and they do this great yeah literally the definition of the end of the world (laughs) so uh they get to this great scene where it's like this uh helicopter shot from above uh, it's this helicopter shot from above and you see her like going down this long uh, uh, this car in front of her going down this long dirt road and another car comes and just T-bones it and goes like off the no it is her because it T-bones her and it throws her off into the woods and she hits a tree then it says Dawn of the Dead right oh, on the wow. thing and then when it comes up she ends up getting out of the car and uh, runs into Ving Rhames who, who then runs into another couple people and they're like we're going to the mall yeah. and boom they get to the mall mm-hmm some of the best stuff in this was with that pregnant girl. <laughs> do you remember the pregnant girl I in don't. this movie? Ooh, man. So Mikkel, what was it? How do you say it? Mackay. Mackay. Yeah. So Mackay Pfeiffer has a pregnant girl with him when they get to the mall. And like the original Dawn of the Dead, they kind of jump forward after a while. So they, they realize, oh, okay, we're in the mall. Some of us get along. Some of us don't. But we're kind of going to make the best of it. Uh, and uh, they jump forward like you would guess about – six months maybe because the girl who is just slightly pregnant is very pregnant and they have uh, Makai has like isolated him and her to a different section of the mall mm-hmm. where everyone will co-see them every once in a while and everything and you realize that uh, at some point that she has turned 
and she he has got her strapped onto the bed Ugh. and he's gonna give birth to the baby Ugh. thinking that the baby's gonna be all right and everything why would you think and, that yep just what you think would happen happens Ugh, zombie, baby. I did. <laughs> zombie baby <laughs> zombie baby zombie newborn zombie can newborn can we please name the episode zombie baby <laughs> <laughs> that has no effect with the name though <laughs> people you know how many angry fans you're gonna get when they find out you only talked about one zombie movie <laughs> Uh, but the other great thing about this Zombie baby is the, uh, probably one of my favorite things about this is them communicating with that guy across the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's in a gun shop. Yes, and uh, Ooh, that's my literally scene. the best place to be. That's by my the way. favorite scene. My, my only problem with this whole movie, and they're like playing chess. Remember Ving Rhames and him are playing yeah, chess, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're holding up white boards that write on it and everything yeah. to communicate with each other. Uh, but then there's this one part where they're looking through binoculars, and there's there must be about. I mean, there might oh, be like 500. 400, 500 yeah. people down there, and they're looking with binoculars, and, and they said, tell him to shoot Burt Reynolds. Yeah. And then there's a guy, zombie down there, that looks like Burt Reynolds and everything, yeah. and he shoots him. And I'm like, why doesn't he get up in the morning, and he's got a whole gun shop, and he yeah. just bump, 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 yeah. bump, and take all of them up. They don't yeah. do that, and for some fucking weird reason, every time I watch it, You I don't see, know how many rounds he has, though. He's at a gun shop, and yeah. they have a <laughs> shitload. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I get it, though, because at the same time, like, all those gunshots... Well, that's why I get it. Well, but I mean, hell, you're just going to be attracting more and more yeah. and more and more. Yeah, but you if know? you're in, I mean, you're in Pittsburgh. Eventually, you're many... going to run out of bullets. Yeah. Like, you're better off moving to some place. Silencer, and keeping them out. Gunshot? Yeah, there you, you go. You've got silencer go. sniper, go. man. If you've got a sniper rifle up there with a silencer on it, all day long, that's all I do. Pew. Yep. <laughs> Dustin knows he'll take him. Yeah, it was a fun movie, and like I said, I'm not. I'm usually not keen. Like I hated the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, remake, and there was there's a lot of remakes, the Poltergeist one, and the, a lot of them. Just they either don't need to be done or they're done badly. I have no problem with it if you're gonna do them great. Note <laughs> to self: find a way to work in the original Poltergeist. <laughs> I like the original. Uh, so yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Check it out. Hell yeah. Um, all right, so uh, this one I believe is 2008. Um, day, the Earth, day the Earth Stood Still. That, I was a very fan of that. I didn't mind this one actually, but I, I love the original. I, I never I, saw it, yeah. I watched the original like a lot growing up, so I was a something. huge fan. I don't know this one. Uh, I don't this think. is one of the ones that I have no problem I remember with the original. remaking because a lot of people aren't going to watch that original. It was cheesy. Yeah, well, it, let's see. It isn't all, it like. It had the big shiny like robot? A, yeah, yeah, the original yeah. one. Yeah, Zort or something. I yeah, can't remember his and name. he like there was like a something crypto is no. Yeah, yeah, Klaatu, like uh, Nektu. Of course, uh, it was the thing that Bruce Campbell had to say in uh, Army to get of Darkness him to, stop. to open the book. Oh, and everything. really? They were making fun of Day of the Earth Stood Still, That's which funny. is what they had to say. And he was like guarding the ship. I mean, in the old version, he's just standing there straight, and the military's mm-hmm. kind of walking around. In him. the new yeah. version, he fucks shit up. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> the new version. It, it was it was decent. It, John Hamm was in it, right? Yeah, John yeah. Hamm, Keanu Reeves, Jennifer Conley, Jaden Smith was in it. But I, I just he fucking annoys me. I hate to. I'm with you. I'm me. with you there. Yeah, I, he's he annoying. annoying me. Um, I hear he's annoying in real life too. I, I have no doubt. <laughs> Kathy Bates, John Cleese, James Hong. Ooh. Um, yeah. James Hong is he plays well. I'll get to that. So, uh, so yeah. Basically, there's this. Uh, You're not ready to hear that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> um, so the movie starts off, and it's just you know, it's about uh, like Jennifer Connelly and Jaden Smith um, and their relationship, and then. Eventually, like, you know, they talk about that stuff and, like, you learn character development. Um, Jaden Smith's father died. 
Um, and she gets a phone call and they're like, you know, Dr. Benson, Dr. Helen Benson. And she's like, yes. And they're like, somebody will be there shortly. Um, and like, next thing you know, the fucking government is, uh, you know, knocking on her door and they're taking her to a site and like they've blocked traffic, yeah. but they won't tell her what's they usually going on. Not, so that's pretty. I know, nice right? <laughs> um, and so they say that there's this comet that's going to hit the Earth, like, and you know it's moving at like some astronomical speed, like you know, and they're trying to like get a team together, and there's only 45 minutes till it's going to hit, and you know they're going to be like the 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 what do you call it the the team after mm. the explosion, you yeah. know what I mean. Um, and somebody's like, no, you don't understand. If something's moving this fast, like, there's going to be nothing left. There's, there won't be anything to save, you know. So they get on the clock to where they're counting down from 10, you know, and they get down to one and they're like, impact, and nothing happens. And then all of a sudden they hear on the radio that the object has slowed down. And it's this big, huge, like, blue orb, like, sphere um, and it comes where else but central Manhattan, you know? I mean, that's where you go. Absolutely. If you're paying attention to this universe, yeah. <laughs> you get a shot. I think that's where the original was, too, is like Central Park. That oh, I'm sure it probably so, yeah. was. Yeah. Um, that's where I would go. It was cheesy, that original, because uh, when he came out of that thing, the, the little kid that connects with him, he just gave him a tour of the city, you know? Really? Yeah, he just gave him a tour of the city, and, and you got to, from his perspective, learn what the human kind of nature was and everything. And it was uh-huh. it was a lot more, this was a lot more, like, yeah, you know, no, there was stressful. The, and the fucking military was waiting outside yeah. for him, and they shot him. Yeah. They, they fucking just straight up shot yeah. him. That happened know? in the old one, too. Oh, did but it? But not as, uh, yeah. it went, Ping. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so Keanu Reeves is the alien, um, and Kathy Bates is like the advisor to the president, mm. you know, uh, Jennifer Conley is a, uh, she's like an astro physicist or something like that, or biological physicist, something, some kind of science. Denise Richards can do it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, well, that's what I love about Jennifer Conley is she brings a shitload of credibility to the role because she's like that next level actor that you kind of believe it immediately. <clears throat> um, and so... The government basically, like, seizes him, and he also has this giant, you know, 200-foot robot. Protector. That, yeah. And, that, the, and the one in the original was, like, 8 feet tall, 9 feet tall, maybe? Yeah, yeah. no, this thing, they, they build a government silo Yeah, it was a silo. That, like, my, some of my favorite stuff was that silo Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and once he gets shot, the, the protector, like, just shuts everything down like you know it's crazy like it just goes to show like look you you can't do anything you can't shoot me and i'll just turn off all of your systems like and you'll Mm -hmm. fail you know without saying a word um and so jennifer conley ends up helping keanu reeves to kind of escape um and she's like taking him around doing what he needs to do and jaden smith is in the back and this, I just, he's just so fucking annoying in this movie. <laughs> and this was, and this was the least annoying. No, yeah, yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah, like because I, he's done a lot of annoying. Either that things. or like Pursuit of Happiness. He, he was good in Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. Like that when was he was a good young. He, when he was younger. When he got to that like he's uh, karate best, kid he's, age. Yeah. Yeah, he's got some emotional yeah, issues. I, I'm not I gonna. Think he does, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love jo- I love John Hamm in this movie. Yeah, John Hamm has that Morgan Freeman quality that when he gives a speech, you believe every word of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I love John Hamm and stuff, and he do- he needs to be doing bigger and better things. Um, so she's taking him to meet James Hong. Yeah, um, who has been living on this planet for like seventy-five or eighty years, and he's actually the same you know species as Keanu Reeves. Love it. 
Yeah, right? Um, dude, I, at one time, I had no flesh. Yeah, I was going to say, dude always plays in Eternal. Um, Master, you flesh. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, like, there's a very, like, kind of touching scene between yeah. him and Keanu Reeves, and, like, eventually... He had green eyes. <laughs> um, eventually, like, Keanu Reeves makes the decision that, like, they're going to destroy all the people on the mm-hmm. Earth. Um, and the big robot... Turns, a terrible decision. <laughs> yeah. the, turns, That's what it was in Godzilla. Right. Oh, yeah. Release the Titans. There you go. Um, and the big robot like turns into like all like billions and billions of this cloud of little tiny like microscopic almost like the size of ants, like yeah. mechanical bugs that just eat everything. And I think I've seen clips of this. Dude, it's, it was good. It was it was good. I didn't I didn't love it, but I liked it a lot. Uh, and it was uh, like I said, that old one. No one's gonna unless you're a diehard film fanatic, yeah, and everything. Yeah. You're not gonna go back to watch the. It might have been even like 1934. I mean, it was probably it, it was hugely popular. It was, it was right, hugely it was popular. When oh it yeah, came out. yeah, it's it's on the list of top hundred sci-fi. It's probably. Ever made. I bet it's even in the National Archive. Yeah, now, oh, I guarantee it is. Was this the same one that was read on the radio? That no, no that's War, that's of, War, of, the War of the Worlds. Yeah, okay, World. all right. But yeah, this one was big, and yeah, I'm sure it's uh, in the Smithsonian someplace. This one would someplace. not be, but it's right next to the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> but How do you the, know that's the Ark of the yeah. Covenant? Are you sure? <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> Fla- classic film reviewers and everything were going to rip into this movie before uh, day one of production started. Oh, yeah. Just mm. because you're, it's like coming in to remake uh, Wizard of Oz. I mean, half of the movie <clears throat> on here, probably. There's someone else oh, yeah. that's th- throwing their arms Absolutely. Up. You got one? I do have All one. All right. And this is a horror. <laughs> oh, nice. And a remake that I did like. And and I really, really liked the original. Mm-hmm. I liked them both. And it's uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, oh dude, yeah. I'm glad you picked this. Yeah. Just the whole... I, I'm always... They mastered like, that tone, man. They, they, yeah, they got the, that tone. The, this, the, uh, the music government has done horrible too. shit and turned people into mutants. And they just wait and, and wait for prey to come yeah. into their, you know... And you can put yourself in that element of I'm driving across this. I've this normal what, across that shit with your oh, man and with your family that you have to worry about yeah. and everything. And he's a cop, so I mean, what could happen? You know? Yeah, yeah. Take the plane next time. Yeah. Oh, dude. That they wish they had. Yeah. But anyways, if people don't know the premise of this movie, it, it's literally a family taking a vacation. Um, Ted Levine. Ted yep. Levine. Ted yeah. Levine. Yeah. And uh, oh. Uh, D. Wallace, uh, D. Wallace was in it. The girl from Ladybugs was in it. Was one of the uh, the sisters. She's the, the mother. I had was the um, was the, <coughs> the D. Wallace. No, not in the original. Not in the new one. We're talking the new one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. I'm gonna have that problem. <laughs> she was one of the daughters. The new one the is the the one that oh from uh, that Catherine Quinlan. Yeah, that one episode where the girl was in the cartoon running through. Was yeah, that Catherine Quinlan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's where you go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I usually call Apollo 13 or the I was going to say or Apollo the 13. Yeah. I think that's it. I'm yeah. pretty sure. That is it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that Robert Joy. Yeah, he's awesome. He was he in was uh, Land so of the Dead, great. man. Yeah, He's man. awesome yeah. in Land of the Dead. Uh, well, and the makeup and the effects that they did yeah. on them, man, were fucking insane. Yeah. The, I, the, the one cool thing is just, it's that whole weird environment you can create. It's uncomfortable. You yeah, know, it's like an uncomfortable yeah. environment where you never want. It's like the it, it's the same thing that all those home invasion movies have. It's like they're invading what should be this sweet sweet moment with you and your family. Yeah, but they're just uh, and you're 
incapable of uh, of doing anything. Like when they bust into that RV, I mean, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Oh god, you know? yeah, it was dude. a creepy scene because like, they're gonna eat that baby. Yeah, <laughs> I mean uh, because. Just outside, the old man was. They had just lit him on fire. Yep. Yeah. That whole scene oh, is just chaotic because there's the music two crime scenes. That scene, dude. Both those for both versions of that film, disturbing. And that the scene. and both the mother in the first one and Catherine yep. Quinlan both had great reactions. Like that's not my husband. Yeah. yeah. Like that's uh, not my husband. Like that's what Bob. you would think. I imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not my Bob. That's, that's not, not my Bob. Bob. Yeah, that's yeah. not my Bob. She was in complete shock. I don't know who did it better. They both did it really, they really well. They both did it really well. The, this movie it, it might even been more disturbing the Ted Levine stuff because you could tell in the old version that there's just fires yeah. like in front of them, yeah. like not like what was going on. Yeah, with here Ted he Levine. was melting. Yeah, yeah, it was melting, Ugh. and they had to pull him off, still barely alive too. So, but the stuff that I loved was the stuff when he went into that town. Yeah, and he had the guy that was in the wheelchair whose head was too big, and he was just yeah, like, yeah. talking to him about what the government. Yeah, did they didn't do that. that. They didn't do that in the original, first one. Yeah. And oh, they was, didn't. No, oh, so it wow. got you into that universe even more than you had before. But they had that one fight that he had with the pickaxe with the oh, big dude, yeah, dude in that house, just busting through walls. Yeah, and it was crazy. that was like a nuclear reaction center. Yeah, basically the crystal they were living in the houses. They were yeah, crystal <laughs> Simon like, houses. No, crystal Asylum. Yeah, uh, crystal skull. Crystal Asylum. No, the Indiana Jones movie at the beginning <laughs> no, of Indiana Jones when he was in that crystal Asylum was yeah. a way better movie yeah. than <laughs> the Indiana Jones movie. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, so they were told to evacuate because it was going to be a nuclear test site, yeah, yeah. and most of the town did, but some of them didn't. Yeah. They went and they went into the caves and yep. waited for the uh, for the explosions to just be done, mm. and then they lived in those fucking caves and they just radiated and bred and inbred. Well, then and they, like, some of the houses didn't get destroyed. They were living in the houses. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'll and, never uh, forget. And it was on the trailer, but still, it's so freaky when that little girl turns around oh, and goes, yeah. "Mister, will you play with me?" And it's just like. <laughs> Oh man! Like oh, it's I so mean, creepy. I love you literally. Thing. If when you, when you when it's when it's like deformities, yeah. you have carte blanche to oh, do, whatever do whatever you, you want, want at that point, man. Whatever you want. I I love that the guy at like the gas station was like making deals oh, with oh, him, like, kind yeah. of in cahoots with him. Like, yeah, uh, they're they're just out there. But then they warned him. I know they did in the first one. Like stay on the road. Uh, did they say that on the on the remake? On the remake, he, no, they did something to like. He, well, he told him to go. He said. He said. <laughs> up about a mile mm-hmm. if you take a left on a dirt road you'll cut about 10 or 15 miles well, off the that was to screw him over that was to screw him over, that was to screw him over. Okay. yeah so the, the other guy, one they wanted that, to help that dude robert joy yeah he carried around that that uh, spike that yeah. spike that was awesome to yeah. great Pies. shot that of that car jet rv wreck they the, someone did that with the rv on the back and mm-hmm. plowed into that rock this was the same director as high tension that did this yeah, movie really good the French guy and I don't know what I'm sure he's done other horror movies after this but he was really great he had a great eye for this type of stuff so yeah it was not I, yeah, nothing I was bad all about, about this that. movie most it people was, you're not gonna and I can speak for a lot of horror fans because I'm pretty uh, deep into the uh, the genre and my cousin is too and I can tell you no horror fans dislike this uh, remake they like both of them like again I didn't know it was a remake until yeah. after I saw it yeah in the original was good it, it's great it's great yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's you know the it's Wes Craven. I mean. the, the second uh, one wasn't even the, bad either. I mean, it wasn't. I don't remember. Good. I, they also made a second one of that original too that I don't remember. Oh either, really? So, wow. Yeah. A remake of a remake. What? A remake of a sequel. That the sequel to sequel this of probably of a, was of a prequel of a, a remake. A requel. A requel. Zomber Lepi Lepi The requel. All right. Uh, <laughs> the requeling. I'm, I'm gonna go to another uh, horror movie here. 
All right. So this one was based off the 1958 Steve McQueen cheesy-ass sci-fi classic, The Blob. Oh, nice. I love the 1988 version, man. I saw this when I was a kid, man. Some of the special the effects in this me. movie were disturbing. When the person was in there, yep. like, yep. oh. And Shawnee dude. Smith did not realize that he was actually going to be in there, so her reaction when she first saw him was completely real from what I hear. Wow. And uh, it was very nasty, the effects in this movie. They did a really great job. So what's going on is... Uh, I get this confused with the one on the lake. With Creep all, show. I think that where every all the swimmers time swimmers are sitting on the. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, I think that every time the raft uh, in Creep Show okay. too. Yeah, yeah okay. Creep Show too, dude. That one stuck that's in my too, brain right? forever. Oh, yeah, when yeah. that girl never laugh, yeah, yeah. never sit on the beach and laugh at something in the ocean. Mm-mm. Never cop a feel when someone's not approving uh, oh, of it. Yeah, too. dude. Remember she picks oh. her face up and it's stuck to her face uh, like. So oh, that was Nicotero. Uh, that was one of his first things. Anyways, the blob. Anyways, so the blob. Anyways, a different movie altogether. <laughs> it was a ridiculous thing to even be done back in the uh, in the fifties and nineteen fifty eight. But this was the sci fi uh, kind of era, and it did stand out mainly because Steve McQueen was in it early on in his career. He ended up obviously doing bigger and better stuff, but it was um, like a nuclear kind of explosion uh, or a nuclear kind of uh, meteor came and then it, it affected one person who infected another person and it kind of trailed off like that. What I, what I love about The Blob, first of all, it was written by Frank Darabont and it had a lot of qualities. Frank Darabont has got a always, tone to his movies yep. that are just perfect. And he didn't direct this, but the script really yeah. showed mm-hmm. off because it felt like... Name a, some of his movies. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now you know the Oh, those. The, the Mist. So yeah. he's done mm-hmm. three... Stephen King, and apparently he tried to interject a lot of the stand in this movie, and it shows. There's like a someone put together like a top ten list of kind of elements that were very similar to the stand for this movie. Uh, but what he was able to do is what he was able to is why he blends really well with Stephen King is that he's able to create those small little characters in town. Like, this woman works at the diner. This woman, The guy is the sheriff. Uh, the, uh, this one's a grocery clerk, but he won a shooting competition. The guy <laughs> the guy who played the sheriff was in all Frank Darabont's movies, all the movies I mentioned. He was the lawyer in Shawshank. He was one of the guards in Green Mile. It was Jeffrey Dunn. He also played Dale in Walking Dead, the one with the hat that drove the RV. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He's a Frank Darabont yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He was a guard. Uh, but the main stars in this were Kevin Dillon, who played kind of the kind of the greaser outcast in town he was on his triumph motorcycle from what i hear was a tribute to steve mcqueen because that's all the uh, he drove remember there's that great scene at the beginning where he's about to he's trying to build himself up to jump the bridge and that's mm-hmm. cut in half and so he gets to it and then uh he ends up uh wiping out on purpose because he uh has is having problems with his bike and he just doesn't make it that time and at some point towards the end he has to make that jump and it's really cool but uh, they establish there's all these people around town. One of my favorites is uh, they show these is two. Is this apocalyptic at this point? You said no, it was no, like no. Nuclear. Yeah, something happens. Something happens. It, it infects the homeless person first, and okay. then it kind of goes from there. One of my favorite scenes at the beginning of these two high school kids are in a pharmacy, and one of them. Uh, is going to say, hold on, I'm going to go buy some rubbers. And goes to the uh, the pharmacist and says, hey, give me some of the ribbed rubbers. And then uh, uh, the priest, the family priest comes up behind him and he's like, oh, hi, Father. And then he says, do you want ribbed or the regular type of uh, ones? And he's like, oh, those aren't for me. Those are for my friend down there. Oh, shit. And then uh, the friend says, come on, we don't have all day. And then he's like, see? he's uh, Well, what's funny about that is uh, 
that other guy goes to take Shawnee Smith out on a date, and he opens the door, and the pharmacist is the guy, the dad who opens the door. Uh, so he thinks those ah. rubbers that the kid bought for his daughter or for the ones that he's going to use on his daughter. Oh. Uh, and it's Art Lafleur, who's a really great actor, uh, character actor that you've seen in like everything so we're- before. So oh, where's yeah. the blob coming in? So the blob. <laughs> so <laughs> we're way into the story. I know, I'm, I still I'm building up. Yeah, I got my, build Frank, up. You my just, Frank Darabont. You just read the script. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Matt Dillon ends up uh, running into Shawnee Smith, and he gives her a, a ride. And Kevin on the, Dillon? Uh, Kevin Dillon, Kevin sorry. Dillon, yeah. uh, it would have been better with Matt Dillon. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, he, Kevin Dillon was all right in this. And he, they end up taking... Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone else in it was really big. And in... oh, Bill Mosley was in this as Soldier Number Two. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and the guy from RoboCop that melted was one of the uh, cops in this uh, movie too. So it ends up infecting the homeless guy, and they almost hit him on the street. So they grab him and they say, "There's something attached, something corrosive on his hand. Let's bring him to the uh, hospital." So they bring him <laughs> to the hospital, and that's they're what, nicer people uh, than I am. It's not Kevin <laughs> Dillon. It's uh, it's that boyfriend that takes her out on the date. Who okay. it is because he's the one that it, it really nails completely. Mm. So while they're waiting in the uh, hospital, uh, he he goes back. She's in like the uh, waiting room, and uh, her boyfriend the guy she's on a date with goes and checks on the old man who has completely got white eyes and it's taken over all of them and it just jumps up and like gets the uh the the boyfriend so shawnee smith comes in and it's completely taken him over and it's like i don't even know how you would describe the effect you know it's like he's like a skeleton almost underneath that's almost still alive and he's reaching out through this blob like type a freddy krueger through the wall type it's, of stuff yeah right. but it's really creepy and nasty there's it is. a lot of stuff you get to see you hear the bones breaking in your hand clenching up and melting and yeah it, yeah you're almost getting dissolved in it so you don't even want to come near it and there's yeah. that great scene at the diner where the uh the drain gets plugged so the guy is like plundering it and then looking over it no. and just it was one of those great reverse shots that it probably started on him so how does it move from place to place it's just, it just keeps infecting people and then it just crawls through grates and gotcha. everywhere the sewer system yeah at, gotcha. by, by right. the end it's on the street and the military is like yeah, firing huge, uh, machine like, guns yeah. at it and everything and trying but it's to, like sentinel like uh, it's the, just a conglomerate of all yeah, the people that yeah. have died yeah and like this alien element of some sort it had a great ending that i was always and i'll spoil it here because i mean it's such a cheesy kind of old movie uh that they're on the street you know and they hit it with like uh what's that freezing kind of gas uh, nitrogen nitrogen yeah liquid liquid nitrogen nitrogen, yeah. yeah so they hit it with like this liquid nitrogen and it like explodes into these small little almost like uh octagon little uh chunks kind of chunks and it's all over the ground and everything and it sounds uh, worse i know right <laughs> the, the, get priest, the priest gets some of it on his face at some point and it burns the side of his face off so that last scene is him people visiting him and he, he's got this nasty his hair is all matted back and half his face is missing he's holding up a jar with a piece of the uh of the blob in there and making like this kind of end of the world scenario uh, thing. And I was like, holy shit, we got to see this priest come back and do something. And they yeah. never went on to do anything else. Really? So. They're holding that gem in their pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the blob, we got to make soon. some money, Billy. We're just going to crank up blob too. But uh, what people always remember about the, the 1988 uh, blob was the special effects. The special effect, the story was stupid and it was ridiculous, but it was also had that Stephen King element that made it fun. But the special effects were next level. Really, really good. Yeah. All right, number ones. All right. Um, Numero uno. So, can't have 
Friday the 13th with Jason <gasps> without having Freddy and a Nightmare on Elm uh, Street. We, we could have. Dude, <laughs> I, dude, I, liked, I don't know if you saw the fine print. <laughs> yeah, dude, I liked that remake. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Really? I, I didn't which like one, it first of which all. One, See, I, who played Freddy? Uh, the Kelly from Bad News Bears. Uh, what's his it, name? It, it wasn't. I wanted it to be better. Uh, I wanted it to be really good. and I just didn't buy not, him as it, first yeah. of all. I, I thought... I thought when they had gotten him that it was going to be yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we saw him in The Watchmen, you know, and we saw him play that Shutter Island guy. who would, He's great in most things. So mm-hmm. it, I don't think it was him. I think it was he's too small in it, and he's just not as scary and threatening to me. Uh, or, or funny. And that's kind of what the element was with, with Robert England. Well, I mean, he's no Robert England. Yeah. There's no fucking question about yeah. that. Were you a fan of all the earlier oh, movies huge yeah absolutely. also the problem is you ever seen the tv show i always ask oh, yeah. freddy krueger fans if they've seen yeah. the TV, one of the craziest tv shows Dude, ever i loved that show yeah i love the show it and i love fucking freak me yeah, out when i was a kid. i own every uh nightmare on Elm street movie except this one uh and i liked a lot of the actors i tom clancy uh, clancy brown was one i of didn't the guys dislike this movie and everything. i liked it mm-hmm. it wasn't I mean, it, you know, it's a Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. remake, and it doesn't have yeah. Robert England in it. So, did like, they have any comedy in it? I don't. I've only seen it once, and I didn't much. Care not for it really. Too. I mean, you know, he made the the jokes when he was yeah. going to kill people, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't anything like you yeah. know Freddy jokes. It was my problem was is they could have had Robert England. I, I know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, and I I totally that's what agree Robert England said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have. You know how little money you could have. You know, I'm right here. <laughs> Go and get Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like slapping um, me in the face. But this one. Um, they kind of went more into like the backstory. Yeah, which they didn't kind of which like. they didn't do until Nightmare on Elm Street Six, mm-hmm. where they showed him uh, getting chased by the townspeople. Y- yeah, yeah. Locked I, in won't the boiler tell, room. I won't tell. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and in this one, I mean, they, you know, they show him burning and like, you know, the, the little girl, you find out who the little girl in the dream is and like, you know, but they did the same, you know, they followed the storyline. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I mean, like you said earlier, you know, with Freddy coming out of the wall. Um, so they did do it. Maybe that's what I didn't like. It's a um, hard time. I can't it. totally rip it because I know I didn't like it, but I can't remember why because I had seen it so long ago and I had only seen it once. Did they try to recreate specific scenes that were in the original? Oh, yeah. The scene really? where he's walking down with wow. the. Um, I think that's, that's got to be the reason I didn't like it. I would have loved to have them done their, done own, their own thing. thing. Yeah. I mean, keep <clears throat> the idea and the origin story yeah. and all that the same, but yeah. we don't need to see someone on the ceiling again and. Get sucked in uh, like Watch Johnny Tina Depp did. Get dragged down the hallway yeah. in a bus. I mean, bag. maybe those were that was specific. That ones I, I don't. I don't specifically remember if that was or not. Yeah. What um, were some of the good scenes that you liked? Um, so there's the bathtub scene. There's the wall scene. Um, All the ones. There the is bathtub one. scene. The bathroom scene. You yeah. know where she's, oh, yeah, yeah, she's oh, yeah, taking yeah, the bath yeah, yeah. and the glove comes up yeah. out of the water. Yeah. You know. Um, that was a creepy scene anyways. I mean, you don't want to fall asleep in the tub, so the idea that you're in that tub and then it can... Just, and then some know. guy with knives on his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the, in the tub um, with you. Yeah, the intro crazy. scene, the you know, to the movie is actually really good. Um, it's this dude sitting at the diner. Um, they always have the diner aspect to it. You know, I like that. Um, and he's sitting there and he's at the table, you know, and he's like... Uh, kind of doing his best to stay awake and everything mm. like that and he's been up for who knows how long and he's keeps nodding off and the main character I think I, I don't remember if her name is Alice in this one or not um maybe oh, well maybe. Nancy was the original Nancy, yeah, yeah yeah I'm thinking of a later one yeah. um but uh 
she's the you know she's the waitress or whatever she comes up and tells him like hey look if you keep falling asleep you're gonna have to leave you know and he like had just fallen asleep and freddie like cut his hand so that's when he sees that his hand is bleeding well eventually what happens is is he falls asleep but he like sleepwalks and picks up a knife Mm. and just fucking digs out the front of his throat Hmm. you know in front of everybody and like that's how you know People come to, you know, they, they like do some investigating yeah. and he was talking about Freddie and now so people are now knowing about Freddie and it's back into that story. Um, Did they go into his nun mother being raped by 10,000 maniacs? I, you know, I don't think I don't think they did in this one. Um, but I, I is it is it Freddie's dad? That's a that's a meeting you have. Let's think of the worst thing that could have happened oh to Freddie's mom. Dude. Uh, she gets raped by a. A maniac? No. Uh, How about a ten thousand? <laughs> yeah, I think like, it's a thousand. I think it, it's, it's way bigger. It was a hundred. Hundred okay. because when they do, Still. <laughs> any more than three, it's too much. Yeah, right. Come on. Uh, any more than one? Because <laughs> um, in in one of them, I think it's Freddy's dead when yeah, they, they do the flashback, it. and the kids are making fun of him while he's killing the class yeah. hamster, and the kids are just going, "Son of a hundred maniacs!" Yeah. Really? Well, they have the one yeah. with the mom. They have the one with the nun, like standing there telling the story too. Yeah. I think that was either four or five. I can't remember yeah um and then in that same one he ends up having to, like the prisoners get a hold of him yeah oh that's creepy <laughs> um but one one really cool scene i like in the remake um because the kid talks about how like if you're up past 70 hours um that your body will like naturally start to dream like and mm-hmm. you don't know and it's called like micro napping um and they're trying to get to the pharmacy to get some more medicine to stay awake and it like hits that point and she's in the drugstore and so like it's just this flash between Freddy and the drugstore and he keeps getting closer and closer oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like he goes that's and cool he, yeah and at one point he likes you know takes the glove against the wall and makes all these sparks and then it flashes to the drugstore and all this shit's going flying off the shelf and everything and like I, it's just you know he I, had more interaction with the physical universe in this one than it did originally the originally he only had it at the very end yeah oh that's it, right yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds like he had it more he, he, could, he could do it earlier in the movie. Well, I mean, she, yeah, I guess I kind of. Um, you know, he wasn't there, but she was, like, dreaming, and, you know, whatever happens in your dream happens for real, and she was right on that cusp. That's why this works so well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, <clears throat> I'm just not, I wasn't sold as him, and I love him in almost everything he's breaking in. Breaking away. I mean, breaking I would honestly away. I would honestly say, Robocop, like, the, the, the newer Robocop that they did, I thought he was the best guy in that. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I, I could honestly say, like, I think A New Nightmare is better than this, yeah. you know. Um, but as far as remakes go, yeah. <laughs> as far as <laughs> remakes still, go, I, I liked it. Yeah, they'll know? still make another one of these. They'll they'll do something with Nightmare on Elm Street they'll, still. They'll Robert England said they'll he's put, willing to do one more. Yeah. But they'll probably put some... They'll, they, they'll find the right person eventually. I think they need to do it completely from uh, Freddy's point of view. You know, like he's alone at the house. He gets right into it. Do it someone like he suddenly, Freddy's dreams. Can you imagine him just <laughs> yeah. waiting at the house and everything, and then he gets transported into someone's dream? And yeah. Then every time they wake back up, he like returns to back to his house or something like that. That would be crazy. It could be. Uh, could he's be trying to get through his Netflix he's just series. Yeah, he's just chilling down in the boiler room. Yeah. God damn it! I just God tried damn. to watch yeah. Golden Girls. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna kill the next motherfucker yeah. that stops me from that's watching. That's how he chooses his victims depending on which Netflix show he interrupts. I was watching Buffy. Like God waking up Godzilla. This could again. be a comedy. <laughs> Don't wake Godzilla up. This could be it. This could be the greatest comedy ever. Yeah. <laughs> <All right>. uh, <laughs> just, just watching him. That's a scary movie segment, right there. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Scary movie. <clears throat> All right. So, your Staves, what's your number one? Oh, number one. Uh, 
this is a great movie. Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, I love this. A lot of people didn't love it. I, I only I saw it, it once. And, uh, I don't know how I, you couldn't like it. It was weird. For it, was it was super weird. Super weird. It and a lot weird. of people it, either That's the only that reason you couldn't like it. But if you watch, and there's a couple remakes of this. Uh, there's the Island of Lost Souls, the one with Charles Lawton, which I loved. I thought was amazing. And then they did like a 1977 one with like Burt Lancaster in it, which it, which is decent. Uh, I, I didn't think it was that bad. But this one, I remember leaving the theater thinking, oh, this movie was very unique and it was one of my favorites. The special of effects on this movie were phenomenal. Yeah. The the costumes. Yeah. So who we got? We got David Thewlis, who I love. Yep. He's the guy from uh, Dragonheart, and he was in uh, Big Lebowski. That's right. He was in Big Lebowski. I can't help but think of South Park with the with the scientist and oh, his little with the friend. Little guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the weird thing about this movie, man. And but here, it, it totally we have a full assed monkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so who else? We got uh, the great uh, uh, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Yeah. Cal, uh, Cal Vilk. Val Kilmer. <laughs> he got Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from the 70 Show. It's also yeah. got our girl from uh, American History X. Oh, yeah, the uh, Crazy Eyes. Yeah, uh, Bruce Abach. Crazy. Or from uh, Waterworld. Oh, Waterworld. Uh, Waterboy. Waterboy. Yeah, she was yeah. getting that, too. Bobby Boucher. Yeah. You didn't win and a, the crap. You didn't win an Oscar, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, so, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit of the story? It's a classic story, H.G. Wells' story, an yeah. amazing classic novel. It's Scientist one of my favorites. messing with Gene... Therapy, trying to create people like we don't have enough of them already. <laughs> right. <laughs> trying to like hybrid, kind of. trying to literally make animals become self-aware yeah. and teach them. I mean, when you go to the island, there's you can see the range of development. Yeah, some are still banging Kill bats me. and yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love how this opens too with him on the raft fighting with the other guy that was uh, oh yeah. that was with yeah. him. You could tell that David Thewlis was stranded uh, in the in a shipwreck in a shipwreck, but he was with another guy and you two other guys uh, two other guys and you got to see them like him like take them out and uh, they kill each other and yeah. then one tries to get back on the boat and then David Thewlis yeah. beats him with the oar. And the shit, white, great white shark shows up. And yeah, then, and then he just ends up at the island. Yeah, you know, he gets not, picked up by Val Kilmer's yeah. boat. Remember? Yep, and everything seems legit because Val Kilmer is like the one legit person on the island, basically. It's just to me, Val Kilmer and uh, Marlon Brando created these weird personas for yeah. their characters that permeated and were. It was very strange movie. It was unsettling at times. I could, I could see why other people weren't big fans of it but i was a huge fan of it because i liked that weird quality of it but it was very weird uh and just he was the, weird wasn't he weird who was? in real life brando? Al or yeah. Marlon? Which brando. One? brando yeah brando was a little, especially later in his life when he was just he would try weird things on the sets and stuff and he would just he, yeah he was a weird guy when he got older especially but some of the the creatures and the effects and the makeup Great. on this were insane. Like I said, I mean, the guy, Ron the one that played was the in it. Uh, one that played the jackal. Oh, the hyena. The hyena, the hyena. Sorry, yeah. hyena was great. Yeah, and Daniel it was like the Rigney. only thing he had done. Yeah. What was that? Daniel Rigney was the hyena. Yeah, he hyena died. Swine. He died the year it came out. Yep. Remember, he was like thirty-one or something. Yep. Well, Mark Dacascus was in this. There was probably a lot of people you didn't realize it played all these. Oh yeah, monsters. yeah. Like, um, monsters, just like the animals. And putting Farusa Bach as like the cat creature was like yeah. uh, that's like a given, man, because she has those crazy eyes, anyways. And she like was it. Call Strange Yeah, <laughs> Ron Perlman was. Yeah, like, Ron, Ron Perlman, Perlman was played the seer. the seer. Yeah, he he was really great in this. So they realized that there was they had a little device that Marlon Brando would have 
what was it in his cane or something like that? He had like would, around his neck, around his like neck. A watch. It would control. Be, yeah, like, it was like Jason Bourne. Yeah, or it was like uh, out, that movie Fortress where they put the in, in your uh, that movie Fortress where they put that thing in your stomach. And oh yeah, that movie. What movie? Hey, remember that C movie that no one sees? Yeah, I'm gonna use that to reference Fortress, the great Christopher Lambert, dude. He just proved my case. I win. I think I get a point there. <laughs> so yeah, he could. What did it do? It it just made them like almost like they're like, getting electrocuted or something yeah, yeah. when he activated yep. it. Yeah, and then one of them realized, hey, we can pull these things out of our bodies, mm-hmm. and that's when the shit went to hell. Right? Yeah, remember how they found out? He, they yep. they had to burn his friend. Remember they took the nail gun yep. and shot the cheetah because he had killed the rabbit, mm-hmm. and they made the them cremate him. And when he cremated him, he saw the chip yep. sticking out of his bone. Huh? After the bones were collected yeah and he was smart enough to know hey i'm gonna rip this thing out so Uh when they came into marlon brando's thing and marlon grambo grabbed that fucking thing around his neck yeah Uh that shit wasn't working whoever did sound design with all the animal sounds did a absolutely phenomenal job i guarantee there was no sound on that set Mm. except room tone and i love Mm. the idea that you're this is one of those great elements which are done in a lot of great movies where you are you are in the dark with the main character. So when the main covers yeah. character is discovering stuff, you're discovering mm-hmm. stuff as an audience. And it's always really good. When he was going through those that laboratories and seeing all these kind of uh, weird creatures, almost like uh, Ripley going into that uh, that room where she finds yeah. one of hers yeah. kind of blended. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Uh, really well done, but Val Kilmer. I guess we should talk about that little guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I was gonna try to avoid to. it, but we're we gonna go back to it. So I should have probably looked. I, I think up. I've looked him up before. He, he's he Indian uh, from India. Hold on, I get you. Man, it, I, I'd like to know. How, he was the smallest guy in the world yeah, at one Nelson time. Nelson De La Rosa. See if they tell uh, a height. He there. was probably eighteen inches. I think no, maybe had to been more twenty four inches, two feet. Two, two and a half feet? Two and a half feet probably is what I would guess. But man, he is tiny. And he really, there's a lot of great scenes with him. Every time you saw Marlon Brando, you saw that guy. He died in 2006. Oh, wow. Um, He outlived Marlon Brando. Who would have fucking guessed that? (laughs) Well, I guess anyone that saw the size of Marlon Brando would have. (laughs) He got a little hefty. Pound for pound, he's one of America's greatest actors. (laughs) (laughs) 15 pounds was his weight. Was his weight. Yeah. He couldn't have been more than 18. Marlon Brando tall. eats that more at Yeah, lunch. that was a... That's craft services <laughs> for Marlon Brando. Belly. Yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he filmed uh, Island Dr. Moreau, he was 22 pounds. Wow. I'm trying to find... I, I said 18 to 24. I think I won. No one to... mentions his size? That's weird. That's well, kind of it says thing. his chest was 17 and a half inches. His waist was 16. Wow. So, But I don't see like a, an actual height. full height here. Huh. Oh, measured it. One foot ten and a half inches. Wow, one foot ten and a half inches. Yeah, so almost two feet. That's tiny, man. I might. You said he was like the, probably the tiniest guy. At one time he was. Huh. Wow. And, but he <laughs> such <laughs> a pivotal role that yeah. you that didn't make oh. sense, and they didn't explain it. That what did they call him, Kevin or something? Or he had some weird name. I can't even remember, I even remember. Uh, what it was, but. It, it was a really fantastic, weird film. And then Val Kilmer kind of went nuts at the end. He right? went. Com- well, he was. Remember. David Thewlis asked him, he's he's like, how do you control him? He was telling him. What was his specific job? He, well, he asked him, and he's he's like, you're a doctor? He's like, I'm more of a vet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he was making up those. He's like, he gave a shot to one of the people to calm them down a little bit. And he's like, what's in it? He's like, oh, hormones and this and that. And then he's like, well, what? they seem really happy. He's like, oh, that's my special <laughs> additive. I give uh-huh. him a little bit of MDMA, a little psilocybin. 
Damn. Like, so all those animals are tripping balls. <laughs> Jesus. Like, and the whole he, time. And then he starts, he's smoking it too. Yeah. And he's popping pills. And he does he, a great Marlon Brando impression at one point. Absolutely fabulous. One of the best <laughs> Marlon Brando. He dresses up with them in the ridiculous costume. He yeah. put a pillow under his shirt. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he's like, You're hearing them from behind at first, yeah, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, you were like, Is this a recording? Yeah. Because I, I just watched Marlon Brando. Spoiler alert. Marlon Brando doesn't make it to that. Yeah. <laughs> but the movie's Tiny great. Pissed. <laughs> yeah. It had one of those, like, that scene, it, it seemed. Like, he knew he was screwed yeah. when they all came in, mm-hmm. but he kept trying to, like... I think this was John Frankenheimer that did this movie, too. The guy did uh, Ronan yeah, and yeah. Uh, French Connection, I too. Like him. Uh, he, he's really good. And I saw When I saw it in the theater, I was like, everyone's going to love this fucking movie. Because I, I was always a fan of the book. I had read the book yeah. several times before. Uh, before this and it wasn't a, it wasn't one of those long books I every H, I have like an H.G. Wells collection that includes like all his stuff and it was a really easy read and everything I don't read books and <laughs> I mean <laughs> infinitely better than the uh, than the old ones but I liked all those like I said The Island of Lost Souls because in the, in the meat of it well at least the old versions they kind of this was the only version that dealt with the animals as much as they did the other versions dealt a lot with this is a crazy scientist that was left unchecked and he's doing shit that is like not right on an island where no one can keep him in check and I mean he's like playing it's like those stories you know you you, you hear about people making clones of uh, well the guy just went uh, to jail in China the one that yeah, you know there's a guy on an island making clones of humans oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean or he's trying at least he, he's so. in jail for doing it so, I, ooh, it's scary. It's that that's that sixth because man. what is if that the sixth day? Well, you never know. Uh, with you, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, where it dealt with all the clones being oh, built yeah. and everything. Oh, it's crazy. What if you engineer the clone wrong and then they have a, a genetic defect that spreads? Well, that's know, the problem. Fifty with years it. from now, the population could be re- hugely affected. The, mm-hmm. the clones won't don't even work because it it you are. The person you are is kind of formed by those things that happened you were growing up. It's like in Boys from Brazil when they were trying to kill oh, the father. Yeah, at the and right like age. Do, and do this and just yeah. trying to perfectly get that clone exactly to what you want I mean, to be. And that's the, what you would have to It's the argument do. between behavioral science, you know, the, yeah. the nature versus nurture yeah. of, who, you know, who you're going to become. Yeah. But uh, it was a cool movie. I think everybody should watch yeah. it. All right, Island Dark Moreau. All right, my last one here. And this was one that I, there was several versions of this uh, movie, and I, I love every one of them. I think they were really good. Uh, and this was based off the 1932 movie, The Mummy, and this is 1992's The Mummy. With Brendan Fraser? Brendan Fraser. Oh, dude, this nice. is great. I this love this awesome, movie. awesome, awesome yeah. movie. And they brought a lot of, like, it wasn't a comedy, but it had its comedic elements throughout the movie, which yeah. really kind of took I didn't us want to like. Way. I didn't want to like this movie. I wanted to love it. I, oh, I this was, was Universal's yeah. big you, thing. I mean, and this was done by that studio that had done, but you got to remember, even the Hammer films uh, took on The Mummy, where Christopher Lee played The Mummy, and I love those versions all the mummies i loved did brandon fraser uh, do monkey bone yeah we don't talk about yeah. that <laughs> but about this that. was it this is where he went next level yeah. too, as mm-hmm. an actor and we thought he was going to happen right after encino man and it, and it did for a little bit of a kind of a way i mean george of the jungle i guess he got but the mummy like took him as like a next heart he was a leading man yeah and this was the first time we saw rachel vice and every, anything and uh my favorite actress. Uh, arnold Vosloo as the mummy was incredible but oh, i was yeah, yeah, i was yeah. always Great, a fan dude. like that that 
uh, prelude to this, the story I mean, of the very... Emotep and his wife, and his wife wasn't supposed to be touched by another man, and mm-hmm. then ended up... Uh, I mean, it's very Indiana Jones, sort of. Yeah, but yeah. when they, they took all the priests, and they cut their tongues out, and then they removed all his organs, and remember, I, I love just the, the when scene... When he's coming back? When he's coming back, or like when... She tells him, "You have to go because someone needs to resurrect me." Mm-hmm. You know, because they, she knew she was going to die from the uh, from, from having an affair, right? With, yeah, against the pharaoh and everything. But that whole scene when they're in that room and you see all the monks being slaughtered and they they wrap him and they put the scarabs in yeah, there. The they're going to eat you dude. for like a those lifetime little, oh, and shit. Yeah. Those little black beetles. Yeah, that, yeah. those were like those an were element great, in this man. movie, man. Fuck, that worked yeah. out great. when it yeah. went up the chest of that big fat guy. Yeah, who went into his it head. Out, yeah, and went in. And went up to his cheek and everything and he oh, went and just God. slammed his own head into the wall yeah. oh, full speed creepy, like uh i love who, my boy from lord i was of just Illusions. about to say who was who was that guy what's uh, his name ah uh, damn uh, kevin j o'connor he, that, he uh, was in uh, there will be blood remember this was the movie where he lost a lot of weight between it he was in canadian bacon lord of illusions he was the main guy uh, i've always been a I've fan of him. of him he was the one that wore all the different crosses on his neck and when the uh he ended up working with the mummy uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was really, really funny. Is it Kevin J. O'Connor? Yeah, yeah. Kevin J. O'Connor. He's really great. Um, and also the the lead guy from like the the protectors. He was great. Um, I, I get his name there in just a second. The people that were there to like, oh yeah yeah what was he the in? Curse. I don't remember um, him from anything else. Oh, you uh, just liked him in this movie? Uh, he was the one that was doing the narration. Tip. Oh yeah, Oded yeah. Oded Fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, the Weez and the Juice guy was in this too. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Weez and the Juice. Um, Brought the team back together, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rachel Weiss was super adorable in this movie and just funny. And the, the stuff with her brother was really good in this movie as that uh, kind of sleazy guy. Also has my favorite line from like any movie, man. I, something, it looks like I'm looking at one of the scarabs on your refrigerator right there. It's so weird. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> it could be. Yeah, it could be. Uh, one of my favorite lines, nothing gets me more than somebody with a really great voice being screaming something very authoritative. Mm-hmm. And uh, a stupid moment in the movie because the, uh, Rachel Weiss should have known this uh, before even doing it when she was reading from the book uh-huh. and that guy who just jumped up out of a dead sleep you yeah. must not read from that book yep. and then all the locusts start pouring in yeah. it's like how would you know how, how wouldn't you know that you shouldn't be reading from the book I know you shouldn't read from the book <laughs> yeah. I know. at least can you internalize the, Isn't it the like, words is it like the book of the dead or yeah. something like that like you don't fucking read that I honey. love all like, those little elements they put in like they had that key, the to, key open to open the open book it. and yeah. then they had all the organs and the different vases that well, the guys were stealing and remember you couldn't see the way there yeah. except for at a certain time of day and then it would like illuminate into the desert mm-hmm. and like you know they had the race to get it in there it's just so and... much fun elements I love the fact that when Arnold Vosloo came back as the mummy obviously the, the visual effects were like nothing like this this was a game changer when it came mm-hmm. to oh yeah dude stuff. absolutely when he came back the sandstorm uh, too and the sandstorm yeah. but I love the element I love when Brandon Fraser sees them for the first time and then screams and shoots that gun at him yeah uh, but I love the fact that he has to find all those guys to get those elements get his eyes back yeah. to get his tongue back and he's yeah. gotta steal it from all those people and uh, what's his name uh, Kevin J. O'Connor yeah, like sets helps up him. the meeting yeah because yeah. he took his eyes and he's like and he will also take yeah. your tongue <laughs> and your heart yeah. and he's like yeah. oh my gosh dude oh, it was really that good. was a, that was a great scene dude and also the scene where they're trapped and the scarabs start coming yeah they have to get the high ground and mm-hmm. we've already seen what the scarabs yeah. they'll just go over a over, body yep, and just done. eat it yep. like completely yeah 
Uh, That's a terrible way to go. Uh, oh, what yeah. was it? A Noxuna Moon? Was Noxuna that Moon. Yeah. The, the second one had some good elements to it, but it was nowhere near as the first Same one. Same cast? Uh, it's, most sort of them, I think, yeah. uh, came back. It, I wasn't a huge fan. I didn't like Scorpion King. I didn't either, just because it was so digital. Yeah, like, and then it, they did several sequels of that, and yeah. I, I didn't like any of them. You don't have to do all digital all the time. I'll tell you, I didn't mind the one that... Um, Tom Cruise did. I never watched it. I, I heard bad stuff. I, I, about I, it, but. I mean, it's not fantastic, but it wasn't bad. I mean, it was pretty good. I heard it was bad. Uh, I heard it was bad enough to kill the Universal no, Monsters they did. franchise. They like, just shut which, it down. Which sucks, dude. Because yeah. I want to see some of those oh, yeah. movies. You know, they like, started with the wrong one. They I shouldn't have done that. From the black. I know, yeah, dude. They should have started. Of course, they already the did the Shape of Water. Re- yeah. yeah, and well, and that's the problem with redoing that thing because they that Wolfman one with Benicio wasn't that long ago and it was done really well. It was good. Yeah, it was really good. So you really don't need to. It, that I think they just got overwhelmed by the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. and they were like, universes are big. We need right. to start a universe and what's our biggest kind of thing yeah. for Universal is those old monster movies. I, I think it would have been cool. No, I mean, I'm they could still, still not, do it. I'm still not against them. No. They could still do it, but they need to do it the style that they do with the Joker. You do less special effects and more about the character. If you mm-hmm. kind of really worked, like if you, you could do the Wolfman just about Lawrence Talbert and him getting infected with something and really trying to fight it. And I think the greatest thing about the Wolfman is the fact that he doesn't want to be the Wolfman. No, right. they don't want to be it at all. No. <laughs> Other than Dracula, who's completely fine with yeah, it. Yeah, like, this is, it's great to be Have Dracula. Have seen the bitches yeah. in the other room? Yeah, they got porcelain skin, <laughs> and they never get old. <laughs> <laughs> and when I'm t- I just get new ones. Yeah. I want to sell these inviting people in. Come yeah. on. Yeah, right. <laughs> should be a party at Dracula's All are welcome. <laughs> all <Yeah>. are welcome. <laughs> There's a reason why vampires can put out series whenever oh, yeah, they yeah, really yeah. want. Yeah. 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 But the they could be is, a vampire series out every three years for yeah. the rest of... People are sick of them. They go through periods. Like yeah. People are sick with zombies now. You just need to let it rest for four or five years yeah, and people will be all for it. It's, you can always come back to it. Yeah, they go, things it's, got, go in, it's too much good lore behind it. Thing yeah. go, things go in waves, you know, and right now there's... Uh, uh, all those different things are coming back. But they're realizing, I think, that... Uh, they're you, flooding the market. Yeah, they're flooding the market. It's like that with uh, superhero movies. and But they kind of brought us down there now to kind of having a couple here and there, which is good. That's the way it should I'd be. like to see a t- statistic of how many movies came out a year in, like, 1990 compared to how many movies oh, come yeah. out a year now. Huh. Or how fast they get to uh, TV. They start you know, they editing... Used to, because I used to have to wait a year. They start oh, yeah. editing after the first shot. Sometimes, they, yeah, sometimes, like, during filming. Yeah. yeah they'll, no, they'll day one, they're editing back. day one on day yeah. two. Yeah. They're not, not doing, they're not, I mean, why, taking their why not when you can send yeah, that footage not? back? Yeah. So, they've got stuff promised. You like, probably stuff that, know you, what you got faster, too. Back yeah. in the day, you wouldn't have, they have those, those movies that are coming out in the summertime are, are, are going through just, like, uh, uh, probably just music and kind of tweaking now, so that that close to being done. So, but still not completely done. So, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of remakes. If you do them well, if yeah. you do them well, and you can do them as a prequel, you can do them as. Uh, there's so many different ways you can you do tri- it. Justin and thinking it's not a remake, you yeah. watch it. Then you yeah. did well, <laughs> you did really well. No, and it makes sense. Well, if you snatch like a material back from the 40s or the 50s. Tons of filmmakers or film goers Two of are them not going to realize. Know. Two of them I didn't know were remakes. Mm. How many did you not know? Um, I think it was three on mine. No, no. I knew all. Paul knew all. Yeah. No, we knew that. Ocean's <laughs> Eleven and Get Carter. I didn't know the other yeah. ones. I did. Yeah. 
Yep. So it's it's worth it, you know, the check back. And it, it's even worth it if you're a fan of these movies, like going back to see Get Carter and just seeing a different version of what they thought uh, was great, especially when it's some old school actors that you love anyways. You yeah. know, if you want to see Michael Caine, be, because that was one of Michael Caine's best roles he's ever done. Hmm. So, I mean, it's worth seeing it just for yeah. that. I, I think mean, people are trying to reintroduce, because movies don't mean the same to our movies don't mean the same to the new generation yeah. as their movies. They want to see their actors I in think their movies. That's true. I think they like the... <clears throat> it, a great example is Ghostbusters. I was just you know, about to say that. They, yeah. they love the universe. They love the idea behind it. But yeah. they just want an updated version yeah. that's not a ridiculous... Yeah. Bill Murray's uh, not their guy. Yeah. and Well, they want a more... There's a great blend of... He's our guy. Uh, with the original there was always a great blend of comedy and kind of I wouldn't say horror but kind of some thrilling Mm -hmm. kind of horror-esque elements into it where the the Paul Feig one was it was completely silly I liked it I I, I thought it was fun I mean you get a Ghostbusters movie if anything but it didn't have that tone to it Mm -hmm. the new one that you could tell has it when you're watching that trailer and you see Paul Rudd discovering uh, the 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 trap and everything and you see them looking into the barn and seeing stuff but I have to say I felt that's another thing you don't read from the book you also don't open the traps yeah (laughs) Yeah, right Um, I I wonder if that is an element to it I never even thought of it until you mentioned that that they might end up opening that trap oh yeah and letting something out like something's been that's what i got something's been in that trap yeah. for all that time yeah. yeah um but i gotta say dude when i when i saw that trailer it made me sad when they were talking about how oh this was your grandfather's yeah. stuff and and it was egon and he's yeah. fucking dead dude yeah, like killed your oh. favorite character man yeah. that's just it's just a sad reminder it's it's heartfelt and it's touching but it's like man that have you sucks. seen the trailers with annie potts that are going on television right now probably this there's a trailer I'm, i can't I've seen I the, wish I knew what it was for. It's not it's not a trailer for the movie. It's like a, a product. Uh, oh. uh, they're selling something. But she is playing Janine in it. And she is in her outfit with the <laughs> hair and the glasses. I'll send it to you later if I can think about it. The, the, it was a trailer for like car insurance or something like that. I can't remember what. That's awesome. But though. she's at the desk in the outfit and Slimer's coming through. I think it's for like FedEx because someone brings a package into her. But she <laughs> looks just like Janine. That's awesome. And I see her in Young Sheldon and I've told my wife, I said, this girl does not age. Hmm. And uh, I would be super excited if she's in Ghost it. But that's going to be hard. What do you to... want? <laughs> Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> uh, the problem is with that new one, the new one I think they're trying to be so sophisticated that I think it's going to be really hard not to... It's going to be really hard to work a lot of those characters in, not in an obvious pandering type of way. As long as they get Rick Moranis, I am fucking satisfied. They would have to really... To keep that a secret, that would be tough, too. Yeah. I don't know how to keep that shit secret. And it would be hard. But we know the other people are involved in You don't tell anybody. Yeah, but there's Pavarazzi sitting at the front gates of every studio door. Then go and green Rick Moranis hasn't walked on a studio lot in his house. You'd have to go to his... That's what you'd have to do. You'd have to go to his It takes a... And I... I have all the faith in uh, Jason Reitman uh, and, yeah. the, and the writers because he's not going to want to screw the, up his... The problem legacy. with that is, is it takes a very clever way to work those guys in and not being, feel stupid. Like, even with the new Star Wars, I loved seeing Lando in there, but you didn't need Lando in there. I mean, you, it's mm. clearly that you just put him in there because people want to see him. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I make it like an element of the story like yeah. that he has to be in there because he has... like. And that has to be it with someone that, like, one of those guys has something that mm-hmm. those kids need. Yeah. <laughs> Rent that needs to be paid. You put, you put <laughs> Billy D in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, remakes. They get a bad rap, but, man, a lot of times you get some good quality shit coming out of it. That's the moral of this there story. There you go. <laughs> 
So next week, next week, speaking of Ghostbusters, Ta-da. we are doing an entire pod on Bill Murray next week. So all your favorite Bill Murray flicks. We're it's, in the hole. it's in the hole. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. I mean, well, I'm going to have his the... eyes or something as he lines up the Cinderella story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'll try to work in some clips from next week's episode of some, um, some of the greats. But uh, he's done so many flicks that I had to narrow it down to 15. So I know we're going to leave a little of the minor ones out there, but we could still give them some uh, props and uh, shout out for that one. So that'll be a super fun one. Week after that, we're doing a, uh, our character actor five, our fifth character actor list, which it's weird Actors. how you... It, it does not get... What's that? Actress or actor? Actor. But then we're going to do actress, too, a couple after that. But it's it's weird how you... I, I never fall short of people to put on it. Like, I could do... I could easily do character actors part eight and nine. There's just so many great actors out there that aren't leading men uh, or leading women uh, in those flicks. So it's great. I love those because we get to talk about multiple movies we haven't talked about in a while. But if you want to get to talk about stuff we've already talked about in a while. Yeah, that. And just <laughs> touch on different Which elements. Which is nice. High five. Which is nice. <laughs> you get to talk I got about, that going for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you get to talk about Al Leone Glunga, instead Glunga, of... Glunga, Glunga. <laughs> well, I'd uh, love to chat about a thing. All right. So, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, shoot us a message at fascinatingwithfilms at gmail.com. You can also leave us a message or a uh, shout-out on uh, Facebook at... Uh, Fascinating with films, or uh, check out our what do we got? Our iTunes and our SoundCloud page, and you can leave us a comment or a like. That would be cool. And uh, till next week, see ya. Peace. Bye. Run! It's Godzilla!